What's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? Welcome to Neighborly Discourse with Billy and Steve. What's up? What's up? I am Billy. And I'm Steve. I thought you said you had to come back behind me. No. I've come to realize there's no sense in repeating myself when you don't understand what I'm saying the first time. No, 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 no. You have a way of speaking where it's like, no, no, I, I've, I've come to the place of like, yeah, yeah. I if, agree if you, you don't say it loud enough, that means you weren't really, you no, know what I'm saying? It's, you know what? It's not even you. It's like, it's, it's, it's the exact same thing for different people. Right. When I say to Amy, when I say to people something, what'd you say? I realized you didn't say it. You didn't understand me. Right. I'm not going to say it again. It's not worth repeating. We're going to move on. Because had I said it maybe clearly, had you understood what I said, we wouldn't be in this situation. So I teach myself to things are better left unsaid. Right. Now, uh, but now but I'm saying I've learned that about you yeah. too. So I just yeah, yeah. like, you know, if I, if I didn't understand it, then more than likely exactly. it wasn't meant for me to be and heard. I, and I wish Amy would understand that too. Because right. it's nothing rude or disrespectful. It's like, listen, I said it, I mumbled. That's probably me thinking out loud. You know, there's no need to really keep going on it. Right, but this time, the only reason I said something is because I, yeah, I yeah. took off my headphones because no, I thought I you were you. coming. I was like, oh, let me not No, 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 I get it. But it's just funny because I had the same conversation with Amy. She gets mad. I'm like, listen, if you just realize that I think out loud sometimes and let me just mutter, we'll be okay. And then she needs an explanation, and then I count. I look down, and I say, listen, this is 17 seconds on this conversation that I could have been doing literally anything else for 17 seconds. And that gets into a bigger fight. Right. And it's just like, no, I just want you to understand there are some things that I say that don't need to be heard. I just mumble out loud. That's all that it really is, you know? Dude, I'm getting old because I came in here knowing that I wanted to do something and twice I forgot about it. And no, it happens almost, to me all the time. And I almost forgot about it just now. We no, got it happens to me all the time. We got a call. All right, let's play this bad boy. I mumble constantly, guys. It's a, it's, a, it's a topic of problems in my household with Amy and I at times because Amy likes to know stuff and I like to move on to the next thing. So you're going to have to start that over, turn the volume up, put on speakerphone maybe. Steve's trying to get a, uh, a call together. So, guys, we have – I don't have the phone number. Let me look and see while Steve oh, tries go. to here figure this out. All right. Well, this is the Jeff. And the Jeff finally has a reason to call in on the phone. Mm-hmm. So, in regards to why did Elon Musk buy Twitter, he bought it because he got caught with his pants down. It's as simple as this. If you follow what happened over time – the first thing that happened was Musk is um, is bad-mouthing Twitter and what's going on at Twitter, and he's doing it on Twitter. And so he is uh, getting into these debates and these interactions with people on Twitter. He's debating with the, the uh, executives of Twitter. He's, you know, calling them names and pointing out that they don't have, you know, free speech there and all of that. And then one time he says, I should just buy you guys and be done with it. The executives of Twitter didn't think anything of that, but the investors of Twitter, the millions of us who just own little pieces of it, said, well, wait a minute. And they started interacting with him on Twitter with, what do you mean you'll buy it? Why don't you buy it? Please buy it. Come on, buy it. Make the change. So he kind of half-heartedly said, you know, uh, threw a price out there. I think it was like $40 a share, which was almost double what the share price was going at at the time. 
It was those low thirties. Executives who didn't want to sell it because the executives have the uh, individually hold the largest number of shares um, in the company were making millions, so they didn't want to stop doing that. They had a cash cap, Um, but all the other investors who made up the majority were were pushing and screaming and hollering and saying, "Hey, we got a chance to almost double our stock price." So at least go talk to them. So they talked to them, and um, all this played out on Twitter. And so they just finally sent out a tweet saying, we accept your offer. So Elon Musk went, oh, crap, what did I do? So he went um, and said, okay, let's do some due diligence, knowing he wouldn't like what he would find and would be able to back away from the deal. So, in fact, he went and did the due diligence and found that at least a quarter or maybe even a third of all of the Twitter accounts were bot accounts. So based on that, he backed away from the deal. And he said, no, these are all bot accounts. You misrepresented what Twitter is, and I'm backing out of it. To which the um, um, executives said, "Uh uh-oh, we got them. So the executives have nothing to lose. So they take them to court. So if they win in court, then they get... Um, double their stock price and they get to be bigger millionaires than they are now. If they lose in court, then they get retention of the company and get what they wanted anyway. Um, just to stay, to stay as the executives and, and major stockholders of Twitter. Okay. So, um, So one guy is the very first thing we love, Jeff. The message needs to be concise. I, you know, I, I fully <laughs> understood second, hold on, hold on, hold what Jeff second. was saying. <laughs> this is funny. Hold on, I toned this. out big time. This is this. I really did. So I guess you meant leave short comments because. You don't <laughs> Thank have you. Enough, um, yeah. Let's say tape, tape to leave a long comment. So here's the rest of my comment. So now he goes. No. Court, and when he goes to court, he loses. So now he has to go through with the purchase of um, Twitter. So he goes through with the purchase of Twitter, and now we're seeing what a billionaire rock star uh, business owner does to try to get his money back on uh, and to turn this into a viable company. So he's doing his best. Now, that doesn't mean that the things that Steve was talking about isn't, isn't true, but I don't think it was in the foremost of anybody's mind at the time. But it might become something that, you know, Elon Musk gets wind of it and says, oh, look at that. Uh, look what I might be able to do. So it might, in fact, be what he does. But that I don't think it had anything to do with him, uh, why he bought it. I think it's all he, he screwed up. He, he spoke and he shouldn't have spoke. So that's my comment. I have one other comment. Steve, really, we called in on this line and you have this big intro on the line on the answering and you give the phone number? Why don't you give the phone number on the number we called? I don't understand. Maybe you can explain that. Now listen. Now Jeff totally redeemed himself. The payoff was there. It's like, it's like listening to a Norm MacDonald joke. Oh my it goodness. It is long. Oh it is all over the place. Oh but when the punchline lands, you were so glad you oh waited through the whole goodness. thing. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Hold on, hold on. I got to address that. Should I find the Dr. Rick clip no, no, about, I have the, to address that. about I have to address the people that. leaving the voicemail? Hold on, hold on. I got to address that. I'll find it. So, the... <laughs> Jeff, you redeemed yourself, my friend. Oh, my goodness, man. Talk about throwing somebody under the bus. But no, no, no. He, his point is well taken in terms of the, the phone number. Here's the thing. 
when I first did the recording, I wanted it to be, I wanted to play it on air for the first time. And so I did it, and I wanted it to be a surprise, right? So that, you know, hey, look what I did, boom. And so I did that. I just haven't gone back and changed the recording because I, I, I meant to go back and change the recording, make it much shorter, you know, five second, 10 second recording. Yeah. But uh, I just haven't, I haven't remembered. So thanks for reminding me. Yeah. And people who have never heard the greatest commercial of all time, here it is. Okay. Can anyone tell me what Julie did wrong there? You got to repeat the number. I mean, no one's ever going to get it the first time. Nope. Didn't leave her last name. No, the, the phone tells you who called. Yeah, she didn't mention a good time to call her back. How am I supposed to know when to call her back? Uh, no, she just sh- shouldn't have left a voicemail. Nine out of ten times a text will do. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parent. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's it's very this is very on point. I never with that. I never even heard that before. That is the greatest commercial of all time. Like why leave a voicemail? She didn't say her name twice or the number twice. What nine out of ten times the text will do. So that very funny. Why would you leave the number to the to the number you're calling? I get it. Unless unless it's one of these. Thank you for calling. You've reached nine five four da 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 da. But I know it's not that. No no. But listen, my point was well. Don't I mean. Don't no, no. You? Your your explanation is perfect. Yeah, you did okay. you played it. You, now you haven't gone back. Just, At the same point, back. it's still functional, right? Right. Still. So, I mean, <laughs> but, I love the joke, but what's the point of changing it if it still gets the job done? I'm, but I am going to change it, make it much shorter. But listen, to, to Jeff's greater point, I think, so, two things. One, I didn't know Jeff. I didn't listen to this the first time I heard it. Yeah. Live on air with you. But Jeff had told me last week, I think it was Monday or I don't know when it was, but it was, oh, no, it could have been Monday. So maybe Wednesday. He said, I got so ticked off at you guys, I shut off the the podcast. I was like, what, what did we say? He said, I don't, I don't even remember. I was just so, I was so angry at you guys, man. I don't even remember. Yeah, he said, I was so angry at you guys, That's you know. <laughs> and then yesterday I said, hey, did you ever remember what it was? He said, I went back and I listened to it. I finished it. But I still can't remember what it was that you said. But you guys were going off about this conspiracy thing. It was like, oh, I can't believe you guys think this way. What's a conspiracy thing? But I, I don't. He couldn't tell me, you know. That means so, it's not a conspiracy. So then. my thing is, I, I, I can't believe that this is it. You know what I'm trying to say? Because this doesn't sound like something that, you know, that we that we were off the rails with, right? No, that can't be it. That's just, he's probably right. just chiming in. But no, that can't <clears> be what it is because... I mean, that played out differently than what he's then. I mean, I, I really, honest to God, don't want to get into it, but I doubt saying something over Twitter is a legal binding document. Oh, uh, uh, well, so him, listen, he, I mean, call with his pants down or not, he could say, nah, bro, tongue in cheek, and that's it. He, it's pretty much over. Only when he made the official offer. He actually made an official yeah. offer that, that was a binding offer. When, the, the whole thing about back and forth by, yeah, that, the, the whole nonsense, the, the idea that, Sorry, but you're no, but your point we talked the last couple of weeks, the WeChat, that makes very, very clear sense on why, okay, I, I got in this deal. I know what they do over in China. I bet I could do that here with yes, this. Yes, yes. That seems like the most logical explanation because I originally thought where you were going with that was he has like 5,000 satellites in the sky. He's going to control everything with Twitter. That's where I originally thought you were going to go with. No. 
But, um, yeah, that was good. No, I get Jet where Jeff's coming from, but I, I doubt a billionaire businessman is going to get caught with his pants down on Twitter <laughs> and have to pay $40 billion for a social media platform. Right, and it wasn't double the price. It was like, what, $10 It was like $10 more? over. I think it was $10 over the actual And then they price, tried right. to short it and screw the, the shareholders. Like, they did a lot of nasty stuff. A poison stuff. pill, whatever yeah, they yeah, called it. Called. Yeah, but regardless. And listen, it was the, it was, but to your point, Jeff, it was the stockholders that pushed back and said, yeah. hold on a second, no, we want this deal. You know, I wonder how they get feel it now it. that he shut it down. They got paid. I don't think they cared. They got paid. They wanted to get paid. Uh, oh, no, they did. But they were thinking, we're going to get more money, more money. But once Elon Musk bought it and you got your price increase and he, it's not public anymore, your cash cow is gone. So you got a big chunk well, of they change. Well, they knew it was going yeah. to take it private. He said, I'm going to pay you off yeah, and I'm going to take it private. Move. You know? I but, just wish Trump had the money to buy it. They're like, you want to censor me? Watch this. Let me buy your Twitter and tell you, screw you, I'm going to do what I want. He didn't have that kind of money. No. That's I mean, what I just said. That was ridiculous, man. $44 40, billion, yeah. right? But listen, but here's the thing. But all the, all the money he made off of that, he was at like $35, $40 when he said he was going to buy it, and it jumped up $10 when he bought his shares. He made, I think, $10 billion that day on just saying he was going to buy it, buy, buying it, and people raising the price up. What was the stock price when he sold it? Do you know? Was it over the? Was it when over? When he, no excuse idea. me, when he bought it, was it over the price that he bought it for? Yeah, I think so. Really, it went up. It went up like ten dollars that day when he bought his majority shares. It's the price skyrocketed. It went up like ten dollars. But so he made. But ten dollars might have took him to the forty-four dollars. I think it was forty four dollars a share, right? No, I think I think it was under that. I think it was it was it could have been it was low forties, high thirties. I think when right. he, when he was talking about it, and then it boosted up a little bit, okay. and then when he actually bought it, it jumped like seven or ten dollars. Okay, so he made billions of dollars that day. So and, people are like, "How's he going to recoup forty four billion? I mean, I'm pretty sure he made about half of that back the first day no, he bought it. No, he didn't. I, I, he didn't. He, he didn't. made billions that day. A hundred percent, he did. Well, I don't think he made nearly. If he made billions, and I, I don't know if he did. I don't know if that's no, the case. No, he did. You can look it up. Think about this for a second. I'm having trouble with this, so I can't look it up. If if the help me with this, if yeah. the price was let's say forty five dollars, yeah. and he bought it for forty four dollars. Yeah. In order for him to get that dollar valuation from forty four to forty five. Someone would have to pay him that dollar, but he was buying all the shares himself. He was taking all in house, which means that even that value he didn't see it because no one would have paid him for it. He was he was doing all the paying out. No one's paying in. That's the point I'm making. So I I don't I don't think that he made any money yet. But his big picture idea, what he wants to get out of this, if he's able to do it, I mean. Him make money hand over foot. Now I actually yeah. see the route in which he can make money. Before yeah. I couldn't see it, but now I sent and and Jeff. So you know, and you guys out there who's listening, just look up, um, um, Twitter turning into WeChat, something like that. Put that in on on Google or YouTube, and you'll see a video that that thoroughly explains what he's trying to do. I touched on it last week. But this video actually gives you some in-depth information in terms of like this is really where he's trying to take it, and if he gets if he gets it to this place, yeah, it, it, it's going to be a game changer in social media as we know it because social media he, he's he's trying to, to to devise an app. In fact, do it. This is a better way. Look up WeChat and see what WeChat is. W e c h a t is a Chinese app. Look at that and see what WeChat is capable of, and then. Think about an American version of that or uh, um, a Western version of that, and you can see 
just how valuable this asset could be. So that's where he's going with this. I can see it. Anyway, so Jeff, man, that was a long, long yeah. question. We don't man. have the bandwidth for yeah. that or the message yeah, yeah. thing. We you don't gotta, I personally have the attention span. Yeah, for you that. gotta shorten that up. That's gotta friend. be in and out and you know Yeah. Ten fifteen. By all seconds. means come on here and you can pontificate, as the kids say, right. about Elon Musk. But on the voicemail Come he, on. He with his pants down and said I was going to buy it. Shareholder said buy it. They went back and forth, tried to back out. They ended up sticking his feet to the fire again, and he bought it. Boom, done. The whole, whole summation in three words. How much football did you watch this weekend? All of it. So did you watch last night's game? I did not. <laughs> By all of it, do you mean that you watched all of the Bills game? Is that what you meant? I watched all the Bills game. <laughs> okay. I watched, I watched those games on Thanksgiving. I watched... Uh, most of the games yesterday, whatever came on um, Red Zone, and last night, who was last night? Philly and Oh, yeah, Green Philly Bay. and Green Bay. I know Aaron Rodgers got hurt. I think Philadelphia won. You know what's interesting about that? First of all, are we still in the introduction? Like, is yeah, it, we got we like a, 10 seconds. Okay. Well, if we get to sports, I'll tell you this. But one thing that stood out to me yesterday, because I watched a lot of football, yeah. quarterbacks were getting hit, and I was like, Oh, my goodness. There's no way that a running quarterback can survive in this league long term. Just the hits that I saw, yeah. I can name three. Uh, Rodgers, uh, Jalen Hurts, and um, well, Tua. Hurts always gets hit. Like- but And Tua. But, but two of them were non-running quarterbacks, and they got clocked in the pocket. I mean, clocked. I saw Tua get ripped in, almost in half. In half. Game. I know. It's like, oh, my goodness. I'm glad that left field gave out he they had a grass field because that was turf that, those feet would have been stuck to and me both of his knees out. yeah i i thought like knees you know there's three parts of your knee mcl yeah, acl, ACL the, i thought it was all gone i was like all the cls and, and the and the ankles and all that good stuff yeah, go man i was like goodness gracious that was scary yeah when he went back i was like oh god but here's my that. thing did you think to yourself how does one get tackled like that no. You didn't? Because to me it was like how you're spinning, you're running, you're diving, you're throwing your body at somebody. I mean that's Oh my goodness. How like how injuries don't happen off more often is what I think about. Like these guys, oh. there's no like they're trying to, you know, streamline tackling, but you're throwing your body at another body and hoping you knock it down at the same time. Like that's what you do. Religion. Religion. Interesting. That that's what you do. So when that happens, I was like, all right, that has to um like they're trying to make it better. They're trying to make it more on point, but you can't. You're literally throwing your human body at another human body and hoping the two forces, one goes down or pushes through. Your point is well taken in terms of the fact that how how is it that we don't have more injuries? And I actually want to make a point about that. I'm yeah. gonna, let me write this down real quick. Injuries. Religion. I heard something, and I'll... If we have time, I'll do it at the close. Yeah. Unless we do sports. Um, yeah, we'll see for that. Did you? Well, you probably didn't see this article. I didn't. Okay. <laughs> I can assure you of that. So, church, England, the yeah. United Kingdom, has a national church. I don't know yeah. if you know that. I do. It, it's called the Anglican Church. I can FYI, t- when you want to question why me and a lot of people think you're an elitist, right. it's because you cl- you qualify everything you say as if the person you're talking to is the dumbest it, it, person on earth. No, no, no. This has nothing to do with being I, dumb. I don't know if it, you know it, this. It has to do with 
specifically when it comes to religion, it has to do with the fact that you but have you no said care anything, about it. Huh? Every, you preface every thought by, I'm not sure if you know this. <laughs> Listen, how many times have I said- Guaranteed. How many times have I said, do you know this? And you say no. How many times did that happen? Probably a lot of times. I know. So it's but, like, I don't want to take, I don't want to assume, I don't want to start talking oh, but in I the ass- middle of the sentence, in the middle of the paragraph, when you say, hold on a second. <laughs> I didn't I, even get I, the first I, few sentences. I get that. I understand <clears throat> that. But that's what we talked, we had texted about the other day. I'm just giving you, that's that's probably exhibit A, maybe B. I, I, it's a weak exhibit. It would get thrown out. No, I, not at all. Hopefully we'll get to circle back to that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But there's an article Okay, first of all, Anglican state run church, church in England, England state-run church yeah, in yeah. England, which is by which is why we have this um, separation of church and state in the United States. But it's not even, but we use it, but we're but we're saying it the wrong way because yeah. that's not what the intent was. What what the intent was behind our constitution was that we didn't want a state-run church. Yes. Okay, so that being said, England has one Anglican church, uh, which for the most part, mm, forget that. They had a service yesterday, which was a, it wasn't a Thanksgiving service. It was like a pre-Christmas service, whatever the case may be, at their main church. And the person who was giving the message presented Jesus Christ as- As a trans. Transgender. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I could throw something at you, man. I, I started off by did saying- Did you read the article? The answer huh? is no. I did. I didn't read the article. That's oh. what you said. Did I read it? No, I saw a oh, meme that oh, okay, says okay, 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 church okay, yeah. does a trans Jesus sermon and people are crying. Oh, dude, like, man. All right, I don't need to read the article. I get, I get the gist I, of it. I read the article, man. And, and this is the thing. You had said something once, months ago. This might have been season one. Yeah. Where you said that it's so obvious how they go after the, the, the church, the Christian church. It's like everyone, I, I don't know if you remember saying this, but everyone that, uh, the Christian Exhibit Church two. is what that I don't. <laughs> did I don't you know remember? if you remember saying this. No, I'm saying I don't know if you remember saying this. But that's I, my point. <laughs> that's the point. You assume people don't know anything. Do you remember saying it? Of course I do. Okay, when it they, comes to this, I 100. Oh, okay, right. okay. That they they rail against the church. That yeah. they're, they're public enemy number one, right? Yeah. And this is a classic example of that, right? Where you would never see anyone show portray Muhammad. You know, as transgender, not not even close. I mean, even saying it on the mic, you know, might be dangerous. You know what I'm saying? No, that's a good. But I was gonna say it's different than upsetting some people crying in in the pews. Right. If you say that about Muhammad, they were going to blow you up. Blow you You're up. Going to die for but, that. But I'm saying, how much worse would it be if you are in the mosque saying it? Right. Oh yeah. For and so sure. here, here you have this uh, this elitist. As far as I'm concerned, in the in, in a sanctuary, yeah. I'm around. Constituents, the actual churchgoers, yeah. and they're presenting a side of Jesus Christ as if he was transgender. I, I'm saying like this is this is like beyond the pale, and no, for sure, this is how they've uh, they've uh, polluted, weakened, um, disrupted the whole idea of Christianity. This liberal polluted is this, a great word. This liberal side of theology of, of Christianity, it's not even biblical. And there's one thing if you are they Christian over there? Is it Catholic or is that still a- all one of the Anglican is supposed to be it's supposedly a Christian church, okay. right? It's part of the Christian um umbrella, if you will. Right. And um but regardless, what I'm saying to you is that I don't have a problem with you saying, okay, here's a religion that I want to start and here's what we believe in. 
I have no problems with that at all. Have at it. But it, it goes back. It's like when we talk about marriage. I don't have a problem if you want to create an institution that says, okay, a man and a man or, or same sex can get together and have this formal relationship. You want to call, you want to create something and, and, and go after it, have at it. But leave our institution alone. We have Christianity. We have text that is very clear, that's very straightforward, and yet you're trying to butcher it and try and, and pervert it to, to suit the, the, the culture of the day when it, it transcends the culture of the day and that that's very irritating to me as a Christian when I, when things like this happen to your point of you don't like how things go make your own church please rise now sit on it the funds be with you and also with you let us a Wow, I can't believe people are actually buying this. Hey, Fonzie's cool, Brian. You see, deep down, I think we all secretly yearn to be Italian and stupid. A reading from the letters of Pazzi to the Tuscaderos. Yea, and did Fonzie downstairs cometh from his apartment above the garage, and saith he, reassembleth will I the pieces of my motorcycle, though I suffereth from temporary blindness. And yea, for I am holy, befriendeth I will, sticks downy, the only Negro in the state of Wisconsin. Amen. <laughs> and there's another one. They do the church. They do a church of George Jefferson, the church of the love boat, the church of the whatever. And Brian, who's played by Seth MacFarlane, the, he's the atheist, talks about more about the people just want to, they want to be a part of something. They're afraid of the afterlife. They're this. So they just cling on to anything you present to them in this, that, and the other. So to your point, Peter felt lost in the church. It wasn't speaking to him. His father is super religious, gets mad at them. There's no cross in the house. Stewie's not baptized. He's always going at him. So he's like, and then Brian tells him, the church speaks to you. What do you love? What speaks to you? And he's like, the Fonz. So he starts the church of the Fonz. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. But there was a, is there a black character in, because uh, he said the in only- Happy Days? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't I've remember a black character. Some time. Yeah, well, it was the only one, so maybe- once or twice he popped in. I have no idea. Okay, because I have no... There's, I mean, I grew up on that show. There's another one he talks about, you know, and, uh, you know, we'll put into faith that Richie Cunningham's brother ascended down the stairs for one time and has never come back again. Like, they, they talk about that as far as the Holy Ghost. Man, and was he ever in the show? The brother? Yeah, once? Just the, the one the time he, he came down dribbling okay. basketball, okay. which all I know about that comes from Family Guy, okay. and you never see him again. Yeah, I remember the first episode, one time, and never seen him again. So to Steve's point, if someone doesn't speak to you, you know, try to find one that does, and if it doesn't, start your own. But, Don't corrupt something that's already there. Right, That that's my greater point. Don't corrupt something that's already yeah. there, and, and, and then call it by the same name. You know, when when uh, Warnock. Um, yeah, your guy from Georgia. From Georgia. Forgot his first name now. Something, uh, Raphael Warnock. When Raphael Warnock says that Christianity and abortion are, uh, can coexist, it's like you're crazy. You know, you are crazy. You're a liar. And, and, and you're leading your flock uh, astray by telling them this nonsense. You, I, you're better off saying, like, look, here's what the Bible says, but I don't believe what the I don't believe. I don't believe what the Bible says about this. Like, I don't agree with the Bible on this. Yeah. That's that's totally, wholly acceptable. But don't tell them that the Bible is okay with it. That's a lie. You know, the whole transgender idea, that, that oh, uh, man, it's like, so my question, like, I can I can rail against it, right? But then my question, my bigger point is, or the, my bigger question is, I, I tend to ask this now, is why? Why are they doing it? <laughs> 
because because you know that what you're doing is wrong. You ESG, know that's, that's yeah. why. ESG. Now that's <sighs> now listen. That is so funny because driving over here, maybe not in England. No, no, definitely in England. Well, no, I mean, like, they control the taxes, so they're going to tax break whether they follow suit or not. Right. But over here, the government take, makes them tax-free, so you better preach our liberal crap, or you're going to start paying taxes, so God's out the window, and liberalism comes first. Driving over here, I, I actually was looking up, in fact, look what that says. What is the environmental, social, and government, yeah. This is what I was looking up driving over yeah. here, and for you to throw that out there, I mean, I think you're spot on. I mean, I think about it all the time. It, it's, it really is... For, you know, I think what doesn't Jeff think is the conspiracy? No, I'm sorry, Jeff. It's very spot on. Look at anything that you're questioning. Why would someone do this? The NFL, why would they continue to have end racism racism on their field? Choose love. Why would the NBA still push? Let's vote. We all know what that means. Why would why would people continue baseball players putting the pride thing on their shirt? Why? Because their owners they make money from the NFL, but most owners, the NFL is a plaything. They have business investments in other things. And those investments, like Steve said before, when he first went looking, there's the right now the upper echelon of stocks have an ESG rating. Tesla was kicked off of the S&P 500 for not hitting the ESG mark on social issues. So these people have more money in real estate and in investments and in wherever across the country, across the world. So they've got to play the game. They don't care about trans rights or gay rights or, or end races. They don't care about that stuff. They want to make sure their money keeps flowing. They don't get their stock doesn't crash or their they don't get restricted. So they play the game. They don't care. And I would say the same thing about the church over here. We've talked about this last episode or episode before. They're liberal first, Christian second. They want to keep their tax break. So they're not going to sit there and say, no, man, religion first, X, Y, and Z is wrong. Well, now you're going to pay taxes. Listen, everybody, the newer, newer Testament says, hey, come on over and abort your kid. It's okay. Those to go see Jesus sooner. As long as they keep that tax-free credit, that's what they're going to do. That's so sad, but it's so true. But <clears throat> I mean, you want it to be wrong. I want it to be wrong. To keep, to keep, but it, the facts keep, are there. In my to, opinion, to, to, to tie this back to religion. Look what happened in Qatar with the with the with the World Cup. Yeah, they wanted them to wear. Um, what do you call them? I, miss, I can't remember it either. Either you just said it though. I thought you just said it. You said it. Um, the Taliban. The you, Islam. You something. said. You said. Why do baseball players wear? Oh, they're. Um, the gay pride patch or something. They, they, well, it was a, oh, it's a patch. Yeah. I think this was a ribbon or something. There was something that, oh, I can't that remember. Because I on, know Iran was freaking out hold that on, they on. presented a image or something and Iran didn't have the Taliban symbol or Islamic symbol or something about their religion on their symbol. And they wanted the U.S. kicked out because they didn't respect it or something along those lines. That's what I saw. Hold but on. It's something where... No, no, I'm sorry. The players were going to wear something probably, on, probably on their band. Yeah. And, and and Qatar basically said, like, yo, dog, <laughs> try as if you want to, you know what I'm saying? But this ain't this is not this is not gonna fly in our yeah. culture. And so they had to threaten them. I guess there's like different cards you can get. Um yeah. one might be an ejection card or something like that. Yellow card, red card, right. something like And so lines. they said, like, if you go on the field with this, you automatically can get this card. And that's what stopped the players from wearing it. So they were they were going to go out there in protest to the host country 
wearing something around their and around their um, see for for as for armband. as crazy as they are over there right. in ideology anyway <laughs> certain certain things or how they operate crazy probably not the wrong word how their culture allows them to be versus ours and others mm -hmm. in America you let you let the inmates run the asylum you let the weak get strong the the voiceless speak louder than the people with the voice over there no, listen you're not doing that crap. So they go, no, we're going to go do it. Over here, they do it and screw the rules. We make the rules. Oh, my God, they're so brave. Over there, if you're really that brave, go out there and do it. Mm -hmm. Go do it. Someone's telling you, no, they're not going to cower to you. Are you going to be brave there? No, because you want to play in the World Cup. You want to get your money. You want to go be on the world stage, compete, get paid, all that stuff. Well, screw you. you got no, you're going to come back over here and, and say, you know, well, we still support it. We kept it in our hearts and our spirits. They're in our minds and all this crap. And the people over here are going to buy it up. See, over there, they were faced with, with hardships and death and meanness. So they're going to, they kept us in their hearts. Shut the hell up, bro. Those people make me sick. <laughs> you got no backbone. You want your money. They'd really have a problem over there if you wore that stuff and they would do something about it. So you shut your mouth and you went and played, which is what they need to do over here. I'm going to throw a conspiracy theory out there. I got hands, man. Let's go. That um, Jeff, I don't know. I don't know if this is gonna make Jeff cringe, but when I asked the question earlier about why, why are they doing? Was it this? a gay rights patch or whatever they were wearing? Is that what it was? I can't remember. But there was something. But it was there, something. There's something that Qatar does. It could be anything. That's true. Like I posted a yeah, thing about yeah. about all these people. <laughs> all you all you people want to want to complain about human rights and women's rights and gay rights and all this stuff, but you have no problem with Qatar. Where and but, I put on I'm I put saying, two articles I, I on there. I think that's what it is. I think there's yeah. something about Qatar in terms of what you just said, equal rights. Um, yeah, they don't have them over there. Not equal rights, human but, uh, rights, human rights. Yeah, and they were against it. Women so they were gonna are. Come, they were gonna come out there with a patch. No, bro. Basically showing solidarity. They kill you. Like I, I posted in the meme, <clears throat> the Qatar being homosexual and married or whatever, homosexual woman infidelity, whatever it is, it's punishable by death. Okay, it's not. Hey, man, don't be gay. They'll kill you if you're gay over yeah, there. Yeah, and no, I posted the article. There's no and, conversation. Yeah, no. So all these, remember the meme we had a while back, uh, gays for Syria or, or gays for Taliban or something like that? Remember that? <laughs> I that, think so. I think it's so. a meme on the end. Go look it up. No, man. They don't do that over there. You're not allowed human rights. They, they're not over there protesting. They tried to, and they said, want to see human rights? Watch what happens. Put that on your shirt. See where you end up. Oh, sorry, guys. We got, we got our, called our bluff. Because no one over here is going to stand up and say anything. So my conspiracy is, well, I call it conspiracy. It's, Just give it six months and it'll be fact, my friend. It's biblically based. When I ask the question, why are they doing this? There is prophecy in the Bible that says that, and I was reading it this morning, it's Revelation chapter 13, that talks about a coming one world religion. Where there's going to be a religion that just like we have, that just like England has the Church of the Anglican Church, mm -hmm. the world is going to have this quote unquote church that's going to be the the super umbrella that everything resides under. And so, in order for that to happen, there's going to have to be some compromises that that, that need to take place without within all these other religions. Yeah. And um and I think that every time we see things things like this happen, it is. The hum, uh, the homogenization of religion to get us to a place of that one world religion. There's even like I think it's in Germany. There is a church or temple that's put up that has Jewish, Christian, and Muslims all 
in the same sanctuary. Yeah. And they're and they're changing some of their belief systems or or to something to that effect where they can actually be housed in it's called like one church. Yeah. Something like that. And I and I and I see that that's the move that's happening. Where yeah, those coexist moving us to that. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean theoretically sure you shouldn't let some things get in the way of of human, you know, reality and stuff like that, but at the same time if you're going to have something separate you, it sh- it, in my opinion, anyway, it should be your faith in a higher power. Everything else you know about here, you should try to do your best to you know, coexist, as the science says. But don't bend that on your greater power, because if, belie- if you truly believe eternity is after life forever, you might want to keep that one that, you know, that, on point. That's a profound statement you just made. And I'm sure there's going to be listeners listening like, what? Did Billy just say that? Listen, I go back and forth. That's a thoughts. profound statement you just made, which is true. If there's going to be something that divides us, that's going to be it. Everything else is pretty much the same, right? That's the defining line. But I will say this about Christianity before we move on, is that Christianity doesn't try to um, make you feel bad about yourself. All it's telling you is that this is what this is what's right. And join us or don't join us, but this is what's right. All this is doing is showing you the standard, and now it's your choice to decide, are you going to live up to that or not? And But the world wants to make Christianity change its face and say, like, no, 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 no. Christianity, that standard, you're going to have to lower it a couple of pegs, two or three pegs, and get with the rest of the world. That's what we're seeing happening right now, and that's what sucks. But, you know, it's been how, – how did the uh, – that cartoon, it's been foretold. It's been foretold. It's been foretold. The, the owl. And listen, I, I'd be the I'd be the first one to tell you, religion is the biggest segregator in the world. Also, so that's yeah. another. Like, I, I would is. definitely point that it out. Is. It is. You know, when I listen to you talk about this stuff, very quickly, I threw my conspiracy theory in there. The liberal playbook is the Bible. Do one tell. one Do religion. Tell. You know, do what we want, or you're going to be excommunicated. The globe, the the gender thing, like the, something predicts that the world will be demised when one gender, or, or maybe I'm jumping that in with something else. Yeah, but right. um, like all the things you keep, like this is going to happen, this is going to happen. There's going to be a great war. There's going to be one religion and all these things. The liberals are doing all that stuff. Where are they getting it from? It seems like it's only in one book. So it looks like they're using the Bible to destroy the world. But here's the, <clears throat> I don't know what's going on with my throat today, but. It's interesting that you say that because I, I would say a couple of things. One is that, and that's something that literally just popped in my head. So there's no but, like, let me but, expound on it. So it's just that one thing is but said. It's, but it's interesting because the Bible is littered with prophecies of how the end is going to look, right? And when you say that they're using the Bible, it almost is like they're using the Bible because the Bible says this is what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? So, so, so saying, how do we get that to yeah, happen? Yeah, how do you get it to happen? But I, but I always have this argument with myself. It's like, okay, is God telling us what's going to happen by these prophecies? Like, he's like, I've already been there, so I already know what's going to happen. So I'm just giving, I'm giving you the heads up. Mm-hmm. Or is he orchestrating what's going to happen? I'm, I'm more inclined to believe that he's, he's, he sees the end and he tells us that here's how the human condition is going to evolve to such a state that this is what's going to happen because I've already seen it and we're not just living it out day by day, you know? So, uh, but your point is well taken. Your that point is, is the well taken. stuff I could get behind. I can, I can listen to stuff like that. <laughs> Here we go. That makes sense to me. Man, I heard I heard um, Jordan Peterson yeah. uh, have a conversation with um, Open with um, Sam Harris. Mm-hmm. Isn't uh, that the Isn't that the guy? The atheist. 
Oh, the guy who said that. Uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna screw the democracy to save right, the democracy. Right. Or whatever uh, it was. Yeah. Biden can have like d- bones, dead bones. Yeah, uh, that, yeah. Uh, bones in his, in his open topic. Yeah, in his in his basement, and I still vote for him. Right. So there was a debate happening. I, I can't. I don't know who the third person was, but it was Jordan Peterson, a second person, and Sam Harris, and the the two were atheists. Devout atheists, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Sam Harris for sure. Jordan Peterson wasn't sure about the guy in the middle, but something was said, and the guy was like, "Yeah, I'm with Sam on this, right?" So two atheists against Jordan Peterson, and Peterson made the point that Sam, l- let's look at your position. You're saying that there is a bad out there, and you define that bad whatever you want it to be, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're going to say, okay, and, and so this is like the, the ultimate bad over here. But then you're going to say, okay, on the polar opposite, there's a good, right? And there's like a, a something that we should esteem for and strive for, right? As, as, as human beings, as mankind. And that living a good life is pursuing that end. This good, moving away from this bad and moving towards the good. Mm-hmm. And which... Sam's agreeing. Yes, exactly. This is, you know, this is whatever. He said, by definition, and this is the truth behind that statement, by definition, what you just describe is divine. You're describing the very nature of 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 religion and, and, and for me specifically Christianity. Like those concepts of saying, okay, here's the bad and there's the good and we need to move away from the bad to the good, that is all biblically based. That is all, and, and so in your effort to re- repudiate or refute uh, theology, your thought process confirms or validates, you know, Christianity. You know, and you don't even realize it. You're railing against something that you believe, and 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 you believe it without even realizing that you believe it because your actions dictate that. Yeah. And I was like, that is such like. And, and 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 listen, if you would have watched this, I think you would have been turned off by it because they use way too many words, you know, and and and, and they were all over the place. Exhibit but, C. But regardless, they use a lot of words, and you're not smart enough to take it. Oh, but regardless, it was I I I, I watched this and it's like wow, I never saw atheism like that before. Where Dang, even never. even within atheism, there's theology, and they don't even realize it. There, there's, a, there's a worship there, they don't even realize it. I've seen that. Was that, I think Jordan Peterson, maybe on Joe Rogan, or Jordan, maybe it wasn't Jordan Peterson, but I think it might have been. Maybe to, maybe on Bill Maher, he was explaining the exact same thing. Okay. He's like, you, you're, just because you don't believe in something doesn't mean you don't believe in something. Like when people say, what are you doing? I'm doing nothing. Well, nothing is something. So you're always doing something. Nothing happens to be something. So you're believing in nothing. You believe the high, like there's no higher power. So, but there's but there's a consequences for what you do. There's the, so you believe in something. You're just it's not a a a faith based thing. You're you it it maybe it is, but it's through science. But I can't remember. It was Jordan Peterson, and he it was exact same thing. And it was it had to be Joe Rogan. But I was looking up something I shared on Instagram the other day, and I thought I sent it to myself. But I didn't, dang it. And I'm not even going to try to explain what it was talking about, but it was about atheism and believing in God and whatnot. <clears throat> but, oh, man. I, I shared it as a, as a... As a meme? No, what are those things called? The quick ones. Like uh, the, real. Not a real. Real stay on. The, whatever, the, whatever the story. Okay. It's only out for 24 hours. And I shared it, and it was Ricky Gervais talking to somebody. Like, she, you don't believe in God? Why not? And they're going back and forth. 
and man, I can't think what it was. So I, the other day I put the TV on and I was watching, it's a show called Our Universe. And I, I, I very loosely remember the, the intro to the show. But what I was listening, because I'm responsible for what I hear, not for what other people say. What I heard was that Earth is the melting pot for the universe. Things that lived everywhere else, that their worlds no longer are alive, they've made it to Earth and everything is flourishing on Earth. So everything is pulled from all other worlds that have ended that are, because Earth, according to this thing, was, I think, 3.8 billion years old. Okay. And they're like, listen, this, that, and the other, the world... Everything the universe has to offer, those worlds have died, have ex- whatever, they've found a way to get to Earth. And I don't think that's what they were talking about. They were talking about how, like, the cheetah, she needs what, all, what the whole universe needs, what everyone needs, energy, the sunlight. That's, it's the thing that makes us go and this, that, and the other. But it led into that. But when I was listening to the opening thing, I'm like, did that person, I think it might have Morgan Freeman also, did they just say that, the, that Earth is the <clears throat> melting pot for the entire universe. And my mind, ESG? my mind just blew. I was like, <laughs> yes, because these things don't match with these things, but this thing sure so doesn't match with that thing. These things don't go with these things. Oh my God. I, 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 that's the answer I was looking for my entire life. Really? So hold on, and, you bought into it. Oh yeah. Of course, oh. Nothing makes more sense to me now than, than that. <laughs> Because all these animals, people, the oceans, the birds, none of these things should have ever Listen, been put together. Hold on. Yet here we are doing our thing. And when I heard that, I'm like, so I, had to, I went back. I, I didn't rewind it because I didn't want to be proven wrong that I heard, misheard it. I'm like, no, no, I'm taking this. Okay. And I'm going to run with this because this is what now makes the most sense to me. Okay. I'm going to listen to this guy. Hopefully it's Morgan Freeman because it sounds just like him. Okay. But I was like, holy crap. This makes sense. But listen, but but so let me. It was so interesting. Let, let me try to. Uh, um, well, let me throw this at you. Even if you, you know, I don't believe any of that, right? But even if all that was true, giving you the benefit of the doubt that all that was true, that all the failed experiments of the universe all came to this place of 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 Earth to get it right. Yeah. Who created all those other experiments? Don't know. That's the point. That's the point. That to, no matter how you break it down, I was talking to Jeff about this, and we're talking about singularity, which is like the idea that in one moment in time, everything was created, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, okay, so if that's the, it, without going into the depths of that, but the, the, the problem with that idea is that what what created what precipitated that point in time that singular that singular moment that that exploded and turned into what we now know as the universe what came before that and this is the problem with anybody who can, claims to be an atheist or who claims to think that uh, there's no such thing as a god or a design uh, um, a divine how do they call it a uh, creative design Divine intervention? No, there's, no a, there's, a, there's a statement, there's a phrase that um, when the people don't want to say God, they say d- something designer. I can't remember what it is. But when you think that this happened by accident, the, the, the multiplicity of billions of accidents that had to have occurred for just 
Earth to be where it, it's positioned in the universe, mm-hmm. the, the, the proper distance from the sun, you know, a few miles too much, too close, or a few miles too far, uh, further away, and there wouldn't be life on Earth. That everything was so perfectly set up for this environment, for something to thrive, to think that it happened by accident, you know, it's like, no, that that is to me, the, that's more improbable than someone actually designing this and saying, I, I'm making this happen. You know, like even even if you say you can't prove either one, yeah. If you use math to say, okay, well, which one's more probable? A designer's more probable than saying that it happened by accident. And so that's the point I'm making. That you know, even in that idea that you just gave, it's like, okay, that's cool, but someone had to design it. It didn't yeah. just happen. So your point, it's what you believe. You believe that, and it makes sense to you. And that you know, it should it should go no further than that, it, in my opinion, for people. You shouldn't get all worked up and in a tiff and say, no, it, it, it just just happened. Okay, cool. <clears throat> or, no, man, God snapped his fingers and it happened. Okay, cool. For people to lose their mind over it, I think you need to find something else better to do with your time. I, I think that for, from a Christian perspective, if you're truly operating from the Christian perspective, the reason that you are passionate about it and you want to share it is because you know the end of the story, right? And so yeah. if you care, you're going to want to say, hey, I care enough to tell you the truth, right? Um, and so that's the only reason. But still, but even in that I care enough to tell you the truth, there's a line that you shouldn't cross, in my opinion, mm-hmm. right? You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not going to beat somebody over the head like, hey, believe yeah. this or I'm going to kill you. You know what I'm saying? It's like, what? <laughs> you you and, don't understand the story then. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> you know what I'm there are those people out there. But listen, since it's an open thing, there's a couple of things I want to throw, throw at you that I don't know if you heard. Vaccine passport. I've heard that. Uh, global. That just I mean, I've heard about oh, it. Oh, no, yeah. no. This weekend. <laughs> okay. Th- this weekend or last week, maybe last weekend, um, the G7 came together mm-hmm. and they put together a framework for a vaccine passport. I don't see why they would do that. Except for, I mean, I'm going to see why. You, but for the, for the person who knows things, you know, the vaccine is completely useless. So well, they must be running out of that money they made from forcing it, but they need to find a way to get more money. Okay, like. so here's what here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that there's another pack number that's going to come around. I'm thinking that they 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 already have they another got line two ready to go. Line two ready to go. They're just waiting for the win, you know. But they but they 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 already have put together a framework to say we need to have a vaccine passport already in the mix, so that when the next pandemic happens, we already have a. a um, a, a a mechanism to be able to do this instead of each one doing their own thing, each yeah. country doing their own thing, each state doing their own thing. We have this global so it sounds like they're gonna, they're gonna they're gonna test run something, dude, man. So I'm just throwing it out there for you guys. Um, that makes I can see that. Do you know that? And I just I read like read two articles, saw like three reports on this. Right now, we're about to head into the winter season, and the Northeast. We're talking about people having to decide between buying food or heating their home. Yes. Yeah, like I this is, this is that. already happening right now that got that fuel prices have gone up so high that people actually have to consider one or the other. I saw that. I saw a news, a news clip about that a couple of days ago. That's third world country stuff, <clears throat> man. That's what Biden does. We've said it hundreds of times that rather rule ashes than be part of something prosperous. Jill Biden wants to say, I'm the husband, I'm the wife of the president. Who's, a, who's an idiot, who's a dud, who has no cognitive function. Look at the new, what's the name, Fetterman's wife. She wants to be the wife of a politician. Doesn't matter, he looks like a buffoon up there. She's in the spotlight taking all the pictures. They'd rather rule ashes, be part of 
you know, be in power than to be part of something prosperous. They want the me, 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 look what I'm in charge. Who cares what I'm in charge of? I'm just in charge. But, but, but listen, but what's worse about that is that we're electing these people. Well, do, do, you understand, electing these people. do you understand that? <laughs> hey, hey, I don't know what you mean by that. Me I don't know what you mean by that. But do you understand that these midterms that just passed are basically <clears throat> saying, listen, the the one article that I was reading was specifically in Philadelphia. Specifically, yeah. there were like some older people in Philadelphia who said like, yo, we can't afford our, our, our heating. But um, this one guy said that I take a shower like, I take a shower once a week, you know, because I can't afford to heat my water. That's how bad it is. But but women's but, rights, abortion, but we can do it now. Listen, here's my thing. These people voted, this midterm, if anything, I, showed you they voted them back in. No, I know. The very power that's making you live like this, you voted them back in. They don't think for themselves. They've not been made, they've not been given a brain to think, to have functional thoughts without being told what to think. They were taking away women's rights. Yeah, we need rights, but you don't need a shower. You don't need heat. You don't need groceries. Yeah, that's true. We don't need that. We need women to have abortions. Let's go vote for it. Now screw them. They deserve. They deserve it. <laughs> I, you reap it, what you sow. When I was writing this down, I actually heard you say in your mind. I, I can. I can hear you. The voice of Billy in my head saying, "They deserve it. Screw them." They I actually, it. I actually heard that in my head. They voted for. Good luck with your lockdowns when they come. Good luck not getting stuff for your kids in Christmas because they're going to hike the prices up. Gas prices. No diesel. No shipping stuff. They're going to ruin your life all because you think a woman should have an abortion. Screw you, you deserve that you deserve it. Here's one last thing I'm gonna throw at you. Do you know that people are still in jail from January sixth? I do. I saw that um I saw on the Twitter machine yesterday. Why are people? why are still why are people still in quote unquote political jail from January sixth when da 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 I was like <laughs> Dude, this, this this is like it is unreal. This is unreal that this could be happening. We have people who are released from jail on uh, those electronic monitors until their court date? You know that they're they're given some sort of reprieve. They've done violent crimes. You know, look yeah. at the one that we talked about the other day a couple of weeks ago. Beat his wife up, so got her out, and, next and then they say killed, killed her, her, right? Yeah. And we're talking about people are still in jail almost two years later. Yeah, man. This is crazy. Weaponizing of the DOJ, of FBI, pe- things you keep, people keep saying it. Oh, Trump's a conspiracy theorist. Okay, well, they arrested these people. They're still in jail. They haven't proven anything. So why are they still in jail? Other than being corrupt and no one can tell them what to do, they can do it. So they're going to do it. Why else would these people still be in jail when you haven't proven anything? There was this article that was written that basically, uh, by the way, you know how I was telling you about the F- uh, FBI whistleblowers? Yeah. The House are the ones who are going to be who's going to take it up, and they already they put out a thousand page report already, okay. letting them know that hey, we're coming to find out what's going on with this. But they were saying, um, well, hold on, what's good? What are you going to say? There's enough time to go fix it before we come looking for it, so we can find nothing. Well, listen, they're thinking they're thinking that you can't hide all this stuff. There's enough stuff out there that you can't hide. But in the article, well, hold on, but let me let me yeah, just yeah, yeah, finish this. Okay, so I was just, I was going to tell you that remember I was telling you that they were waiting to get in power. Well, yeah. the house got in power, so now they're coming after this. Well, part of the thing is that if if you don't have the legislative, like like for example, if you're not on in the majority, well, let me say it this way. 
the majority gets to decide what gets done. Yeah. Like this whole January 6th thing couldn't have happened if the Republicans were oh, in no, the majority, sure, right? Sure. Yeah, so yeah. The, the, the Republicans couldn't go after the FBI unless they were in power. Now that they're in power, they can actually go after the FBI. But there was this article that they wrote uh, that, that I just read, I think it was last night, that basically was documenting the stuff that these whistleblowers are saying. And yeah. they were saying like, look, we, we went all over the country to arrest people that didn't even go inside their names were just on the list. They were, they, they were just outside. You know, we caught them on camera, and we went. We went to go arrest them. We, we they said they had like up to like eight hundred people. They had over eight hundred people arrested, and only like like two thirds of them actually either got prosecuted or went through whatever the system was. There's still another third that's still in jail. They said they said that they they had them. They had like codes for every time we arrest somebody, like if it's if it's drugs, it's a certain code. If it's that, a certain code. There was this code called domestic terrorist violence DTV or something like that domestic and they were they were being forced to label certain activities that happen as domestic as domestic terrorists and it's like this has nothing to do with domestic terrorists we already know the and they still made them coded as domestic terrorists it was like from the yeah. top down that yeah. we need to have so many domestic terrorist cases you know so they started saying okay make this a domestic terrorist case make this a domestic terrorist case so when I go back and tell you that the January 6th thing, that there's still people in jail, I'm telling you that no matter how you feel about January 6th, even if you feel that these guys went in there to do harm, by the, which, by the way, was a fraction of the millions of people that were there that day. There were millions of people in Washington that day that went there to support Trump. And, only, and we're talking about a few thousands are the ones that you see on screen. For those few thousands, even if you thought that they came to, to, to cause mayhem and, and whatever— this treatment is still over the top. This is China, Russia type stuff. This is what you hear about it in a different country where it's, it's a, where it's communist and a dictatorship. It doesn't happen in our country. Yeah. Even if these guys are going to end up spending 10, 15 years in jail for whatever reason, you still don't treat them like this. Some of these people went weeks and months without even being able to speak to counsel. This, this is a bad look for us. It's a bad look for our country. It's a bad look for the people in power that 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 are pushing this agenda and want us to buy into it to say that it's okay. Because I'm telling you, today you're on their side. Tomorrow you won't be. The very the very moment that you disagree with what they're saying, yep. now the the same apparatus that has been set up to deal with dissenters, you're going to face it. You're going to yeah, see it. Right now, you're, we've talked about this many times before. Right now, you're at, you know, we're at a, a, a 70. You're at a 30. When they get rid of the 90s, 80s, 70s, yes, 50s, 60s, this. and all that stuff, who else is left? You. You're, they're going to come for you. Total control means total control, not half-hearted control. They need it and want it all. Did you see that video where... China had this, uh, what they were re-electing Xi again for another term as president. So. Okay, it's very, very, it's very scary to look at. It's a simple look. It's just a bunch of rows of tables in this white background, you know, and there and there's like two or three rows facing the rest of the audience, and the rest of the audience are sitting. But anyway, at the very so, everyone in this room are part of the elite. This yeah. is part of the political class, right? But the people on the stage that are facing out. They're like the upper echelon of the elites, right? Yeah. 
on that platform, you have like ex-leaders or certain or, or whatever. And one of the ex-leaders was the ex-leader of China. He's an older guy, yeah. easily in his 80s, right? Late 70s, 80s, maybe even older. He's sitting on that platform. You see men in black come and basically lean over. And they basically tell him like, yo, you got to go. And he's looking up at him like this old man. And so they're picking him up. You see he's even struggling to get up. They're picking him up. And you can see the look on his face like, what the heck is going on here? And as he's walking out, Z is sitting there looking straight ahead, the stoic look on his face. And the the ex-leader of China taps Z on the shoulder and Z looks up at him. And he's like, yo, Z, what's going on? And and he's like, and, and I'm assuming that he's saying, just go with him. And, yeah. he, and he keeps looking forward without cracking, without any crack at all. And they escort this guy out. And I'm telling you, this is exactly what, that you can't cross. Like in China right now, you can't cross Z. You can't say if Z said the sky is uh, pink. You If you say it was blue, hey, tap him on the shoulder, get him out. You know, and yeah. that's where ultimately it all comes down to that. The authoritarian is the one who sets the standard. And if you don't agree with the standard, you get that tap on the shoulder. And I don't care how high up you are. I don't care how high up you are. You will get that escorted out once you disagree. Yeah. You're not part of the table. It was surreal. It just happened. This happened like this, like in November. We'll see, we'll see if he ends up missing or, you know, incapacitated. I mean, it was, it was, it was, oh, it was no. surreal. It was surreal to see this happen. It's like something you see in the movies. A James Bond movie or something. And I'll say this oh, with on. the um, with the um, Biden stuff, with the the, the insurrection people, not the insurrection, but yeah, the FBI. Mm-hmm. You know, they're gonna they're gonna turn over their thing. You see, started leaking reports more about um, Hunter Biden's laptop and all this stuff. You know, my opinion. I'm just thinking about as we're talking about it right now. It looks like the liberals have realized they they had two years with Biden. They're trying to hold Congress to get four years out of them to do whatever they want them to do. The you know Congress, the House flips. We're gonna have to stop it. So now all these things are gonna start coming out. And my guess is by the time it gets to the election, Biden won't be there anymore. He served his purpose. They're gonna release the laptop. All the media is gonna be shocked that Biden was corrupt. That Hunter Biden's corrupt. All this stuff is gonna come out. And they're good. They, like I said, with Cuomo, they've done it. With all with all these. Uh, people that are doing the liberal side of things. When they're done with you? Biden, they're going to be done with Biden. They realize they flipped the house. This FBI stuff's going to come out. Well, you know what? we got to wash our hands of it. Scapegoat Joe, here we go. And my guess is you know all this stuff's going to start coming you know out. And Biden won't make it out of, the re- out of this term. What's interesting about that is that Gavin Newsom just came out this weekend and said that he's, he's, he's going to support um, um, Biden. Which, like two months ago, it was Gavin Newsom's like Biden was out of town. <laughs> Biden came, to, you know, and slept in his bed. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like all everything was pointing towards the fact that Gavin was going to like step up. And then this weekend he came out and said, uh, "I'm I'm stepping down. You know, I'm going to support the president." So I think that Biden is really making a push that yo, I want to run for president again. They so he served this purpose. Very, very so interesting. The lab, listen, if they don't want him, they, that's why they have the laptop. They need it. That's their ace in the hole. Do everything we tell you to do. Or else. Or else. <laughs> and now else is up. And here comes the laptop. Give it give it some time. It'll be out, I would say, 
middle to end of next year, he won't get he'll be he'll be out before the election comes on or something will happen. He's going to be gone. They cannot have him in there. They're going to they're going to what is it, article 25? He's nutty, prove he's corrupt. The Biden crime family is going to go down. All that stuff's going to happen and we're going to be like, "Yeah, we did it." No, they did it. Come on. They have the power. Republicans don't. The Uniparty does. They're he's in a service purpose and that's going to be it. All right, social media. In Trump's contract with True Social, he agreed he would make his posts exclusively available on True Social for eight hours before he could share them elsewhere. The agreement offered exceptions for political messaging and fundraisers, like to get out, get out and vote. So Trump has an agreement with True Social where he, exclusively, he, he cannot post anywhere else for most of his posts for eight hours. So it has to go off Truth Social first. And then... It's a good um, moment about Truth Social. I mean, doesn't he own Truth Social? He's like... Well, a, uh, he, someone came up with the idea of Truth Social and Trump had pledged to use Truth Social exclusively and was given 90% ownership in the startup. Its investor, mm-hmm. its, its investment partner, Digital World Acquisition, saw its stock fall to near record lows on Thursday due to the concerns over Trump, Trump's Twitter <laughs> return. That's awesome. So I mean, it's not wh- what it is. That's great. Like, that's... Listen, man, t- it's, I released it today, right before <clears throat> you got here. Is Trump really unpopular? Go watch it on YouTube, on Rumble. Uh, we got one view right now. It's been out for like 30 minutes. Go, go check it out. Is Trump really unpopular? The thought of him going and talking on Twitter, the stock plummeted. When he came back, he got 86 million followers on Twitter. I mean, come on, man. This but guy he still moves hasn't posted anything. He's, he probably doesn't want to. Probably Listen, he's an egomaniac. He's probably eating <clears throat> it up. He's probably waiting for that one post to come back and say, I'm back. And then it gets like a billion likes and a billion retweets. Like the, the amount, like world popularity he has, whether you like him or not, it, when, when that first tweet comes, the world's going to go nuts. But, but listen to this for a second. They gave him 90% of a company that they started, which means it was their technology. They had they, they had the brainchild yeah. of doing this, and they were like, if we get Trump, that's 86 million subscribers that we have yeah. immediately. Or, you know, even if it wasn't yeah, yeah, like yeah. 60 million, you know what I'm saying? Like we immediately are on, you know, we're, we're on the board as soon as Trump comes over. But Trump only has 4 million followers. Because what, is, what does that tell you? Doesn't say it say anything. They, no, I'm they, not talking about his popularity. No, I'm just they talking just, about in they general. They just got to Android. I, maybe they're not on some other things there. I mean, they're, maybe I know, they're not worldwide. Maybe. No, they're not. Right. I, I doubt they're worldwide. Maybe they want to be. But if you come out specifically on Apple for nearly a year, and then and the web app. And, or you get to the, on truthsocial.com, then you get to Android. I'm pretty sure there's a di- there's other types of phones. I think the Windows Phone, Pixel. That maybe that's I would that's, assume that's that. Google. Yeah, that might be Android that's or its Android. own. That's Android. Yeah, there's a bunch of different things out there. It you know it, it, it just still could be small. Maybe they didn't have enough to reach certain areas. Maybe it's a limited base. I, all, all I know is that Who knows? I, I'm sure that these investors four million. I mean that's not even ten percent. Of he didn't even bring over ten percent of what he had in Twitter because you know what I'm saying because he brought over a hundred percent of what he could bring actually. over. That's more. That's little of more Twitter, than the but 5%. A, it could be hundred percent of Truth Social. 
I don't. Uh, what do you mean? If Truth Social only has five million people and he oh, has right. five million people, no, I understand. He has a, he brought a hundred percent of his followers L- with him. Let me put things in perspective. Like, um, I think they said, man, I wrote this down a few when when Rumble went live, yeah, or not live, but when they went public. At the time, Rumble had maybe five or six million subscription less than Twitter. So wherever Twitter was, the juggernaut that Twitter was, yeah. Rumble, when they went public, was only a few million away, like maybe eight million away, somewhere inside of eight million away from Twitter. So that shows you how big Rumble got so that they, when it went public, where it's like, yo, yeah. we, we can compete with Twitter, you know, and we can do more than Twitter. So, you know, we're coming for you. Right. And so currently Truth Social is only available in Canada and the U.S. There you have it. So I'm sure. But still, with 360 million people, do, do you have a subscription number for Truth Social? Uh, no, no, no. Looking, but, but still, with 360 million people and maybe another, I don't know, 50 million in Canada, you still think he would get, you know, have more than 4 million followers, right? Yeah. So it's interesting. Now, well, I mean, it, you it, have it, it things, but you just got it. My parents don't do social media. My, I have aunts and uncles don't do social media. I'm just talking about the 86 you know I mean? million Twitter. That's but, um, all I'm but, talking uh, about. But, but still, there are some people who don't, I mean, Jeff just got, I think he just said Twitter and Instagram, but he didn't go to Truth Social. Right. So there's a bunch of people like that. Jeff's a hater, man. Jeff hates Trump so much. It's, it's not even funny, man. I, I it's, it, it, it hurts me, you know? And listen, I understand that Trump is, there's some, he has some despicable qualities. I get it. But, I mean, this dude just, oh, he can't stand Trump. He can't stand Trump. I saw, a view, I watched, I released a video the other day of Billy Reacts about this guy called, it's a, it's a wrestler. Like independent thing in in um, it's an independent wrestling show in Appalachia, in Virginia, where the conservative guy battles the progressive guy, and his name is a progressive liberal, and it's gotten to the point where now he's afraid to go out and wrestle because people take it seriously. He said people throwing rocks at him, come at him with knives. Someone tried to light him on fire one time. His name is Progressive Liberal. His, his that's his character. Yeah, he came out in 2016. As like the, so the guy that his like his mentor is like listen we this is like this is a big deal we got to get the anti Trump guy so he took on dump Trump it was his he was his thing the pro- progressive liberal he has on an all over Biden shirt and all over Hillary shirt and all over collage um, Kamala Harris shirt his uh, his like trousers he wears his like elastics they're they're um, riding with Biden all that kind of stuff he goes it was good fun he goes but now. The last couple of years, like people want to fight me. Like they come up, they throw middle fingers at him, they throw rocks at him. So he, Trump supporters are aggressive yeah, towards him. Yeah, and the guy and his mentor, the guy he wrestles with, is like, we got to calm it down. Like we 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 sense like the, the one interview they were doing, we sensed the crowd getting heated, but we kept feeding into it and crowd people got into a fight in the in the crowd. Yeah, they were they were trying to throw, it, so they had to stop the match and go back. And he's like. This is nuts. Like I, it's you know, it's fun. It's whatever it goes. And then the guy he's wrestling with, the the conservative guy, is like, these people are poor. They have no hope. They have no anything. The reason they're in this situation is because of Biden administration. They're yelling at the TV, but they can't hear them. They can't say anything to the politicians, so they take it out on him. Mm. But they don't take it out as yelling at the wrestling character. They see the Bi- Biden and they want to hurt this guy. 
and I'm watching and I'm like, bro, these people are nuts. Like it's a, it's a show. So go out. It's on, it's on uh, YouTube. It's on Truth Social, the progressive liberal politics and wrestling. It's on our, our studio IV, neighborly discourse. Search it up, search for it. It's out there. And people are nuts, man. Like they find a way to ruin everything. It's a wrestling character. It's fake. So listen. And they get all worked up about my, it. My initial instinct when you said what you said was like, what's wrong with these people? We're being, they're, we're being just like them, right? But then you went a step further and said, hold on a second. These people, they don't see any humor whatsoever when it comes to they, they what did. this administration is doing no, to their don't. lives. Yeah, they're, they're pissed it's like, off. Like this is real. Say. This is something very, very real to them, you know? So- when I think, when I thought about it from that perspective, I can understand. I can't. Then don't go to the show. It's fake. Wrestling in general is fake. The character is fake. If you can't wrap your head around entertainment and getting, like, you're there to vent your frustrations at the system, not at the guy, then don't go there. Man, I, I feel like that's so easy to say, but, I, we're, but we're speaking from a certain vantage point. And what about those who aren't on that vantage point, who are a lot lower? They shouldn't be going then. No, I'm saying that it's easy. Well, I, the point I'm making is that there are things that we say sometimes that's easy to say because of where we're standing. Yeah. Right? But if you're not standing there, if you have a lower elevation, then it might not be as easy. Meaning that if we were a little lower, yeah. then it might not be that easy for us to say the same things that we're saying at a higher elevation. Does that make sense? Are you trying to say they're not educated enough to 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 realize it's just a show education is one way of saying it but just I, I purposely went out of my way not to say that on the video right and again there's probably people there smarter than me who knows you know right. I, I i do what i need to do but my but you see these places some of these backwood towns these small towns education or otherwise culture whatever it is some people are just they're different they have a different mentality they don't see things other than how it directly affects them and it's all personal. And my thing is, I, I, I don't know if it's accurate or not, but it, it's almost like like a, an intelligence thing. This isn't about me. It's it's the grand scheme and the fact that you your brain can't process that it's just a show, that you think it's about you. Are you not smart enough to realize it's just nonsense? Listen, it's I'm gonna, not about I'm you. I'm going to use my mom for example. Yeah. I'm going to use her example. I can't. I can't have a conversation with her about Biden. Well, internally, I'm burning up inside when I have conversations with her about Biden. Yeah. The few that we ever had or have had, because in my mind, it's like, you're a Christian. This guy believes in these things. How can you vote for him? Yeah. But my mom can't discuss it with me on that level she can't have a conversation with me where she responds to me well okay i know he's for x i can't find the numbers too many percentages on there um i know he he believes in x and i don't i don't subscribe to that you know but because he believes in y i vote for him right i can't have that kind of dialogue with her yeah so it, in a sense i'm saying i would lump her in with those guys that we're talking about that I, I wouldn't, but I see like, what you're saying. Where it's like, hold on a second, we can't even talk about it. Like taking all emotions to the side, putting putting that to the side, we can't just discuss like why you know what I'm saying it doesn't add. Like, look, that guy I told you from Fox who he he uh one he, he he's a preacher, 
who got all the Latin pastors to vote against AOC. Yeah. And the guy who was interviewing him said, like, look, man, you check this off, you check this off, you check this off. What are you waiting for, man? Come to the Republican Party. And he's like, no, I'm a Democrat. Yeah. And it's like, I don't even understand that. I don't even, like, I, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm stumped. I don't even have another word to say after that. Like, what? what are, why that, are you tied to that? I get it. It's, it's To me, it's different. That, that's brainwashing. That's, that's indoctrination. My thing is, like, these are people who... And again, I don't want to sound like a dick, but it's just you don't have a level of intelligence to realize that this isn't about you. Like he's not saying you suck. He's saying, you know, the Democrats are the, are the best and the liberals are, and, the, and the conservatives are the worst. And it's a wrestling match. The fact that you were not aware enough to know it's nonsense or the fact that you get sucked into it. There's something not firing off on your head the right way. And, that, and, and it can go to like we talk about. Um, taunting in the NFL. No, you don't. You you're a grown up. You need to know this guy's trying to piss you off. You got to turn and walk away. But that's that's heated emotions X, Y, and Z. These are people who think this person is out to get them. Like I'm. No, it doesn't. It the, life isn't like that in a entertainment sphere. I guess you can say. Like wa- watch the video. These people are noticeably pissed off at this guy, and the guy says he goes there. They see no hope. They see. They see that everything was good. Biden stole the election, which stole their hope and prosperity, which stole their livelihood, and they take it out on the wrestler. And it's like they take it seriously, and it's crazy to me. It's crazy to me too. I'm not gonna lie. It's crazy to me too. I was just trying to make, trying to you make, make like sense it, of it. That doesn't that doesn't make sense to me because you are responsible for you. And if you been to a wrestling show and you know this guy is going to be there to piss you off and you're in there to fire back at the like part of the crowd in wrestling, good. But if he signals you out because you're talking crap and he's talking back to you and you're like, oh, he's talking to me, no, bro, go home and read a book. You're This, this is different, man. Listen, but hold on. But I'm j- sorry, you bro. You said go home and read a book. I mean, we're not talking about people who are going to go home and read a book. But that's my point. <laughs> okay. there, there are parts of the country right. where reality escapes people because they're so... What, into their own but, little uh, world. But listen, but there you and go. My, and my guess is that they, they've not been taught Hold on, but an listen, outside way of thinking. But I think what you're saying is exactly right. I think that you... Look, I told you I went to Vermont, right? Yeah. It's very clear that these people live in an enclave that is just yeah. like-minded people. That's a I good mean, it, so, yeah, it just, you can relate it keeps to that, circling around, circling around. It never goes out beyond yeah. this little That's what I said earlier. Like, is, it, is it education? Is it is it their culture? Is it something? Because... You're not if you're not shown what's out there, you don't know what's out there. So you are very one track minded. So you don't know any better. So when this guy is talking crap to you, you take it seriously because you don't know there's a lot more to worry about than your nine to five coffee, food on the table, and going to bed. Right. Like there's more to that. Mm-hmm. And and it is the smaller towns. Um and again, it's also the media shows. I doubt they're searching for Einstein in the backwoods. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? My, my <laughs> guess is they're looking for the dollar to put right. on TV to paint their picture. And to a certain extent, it's worked. I see it. But I've also been around people who've worked certain areas, who work in certain towns, live in certain areas, and they talk, and I'm like, I look around, like, am I being, am I being punk am right I being now? Punk like, right who's, now. Who would actually say this out loud and be serious about it? Listen, while we're still on social media, I saw that meme you put out. On uh, Alyssa Mayano, Milano. Milano. Oh man, that was one that, of the best that, days of my life. I mean, it's like, did she ever respond? 
Of course not. Oh, they're used to saying the things their people listen and to, that call and not say yeah. Now, well, hold on. Now we can say you're an idiot, and no one's going to censor us. Uh-huh. Like I still have when I said I love, you know, she's something along those lines. Um, come on, I think I put come the, on, I, I, no, but and I wrote, "Is she an idiot?" on Twitter. It still came up and said, "Are you sure you want to write this? It may offend some Twitter." I'm like, yeah, sweet, she's an idiot. <laughs> like, get out of here with that. But yeah, dude, like she's an idiot. And it's so good because it truly but shows. Are you following her? No. So how how do you even see this? Like, um, I saw. A post about a post about a post about it. Okay. And I went to go look it up, and I was like, oh, that's cool. The okay. Hodge Twins. It was a post from somebody retweeting the Hodge Twins and Elon Musk posting to them. Okay. I was like, because I always, always scroll through Facebook and check the little news thing and see what's what. And like, you know, Monk, uh, Musk added again, this time with Hodge Twins. I'm like, well, that seems interesting. Let's see what that's about. Uh-huh. And, I, and I found it, and she said her piece. The Hodge Twins said, like, this, this was literally created by a Nazi. Not like Germany <laughs> and Germany were Nazis. Like, right, the right. Nazi party, specifically Hitler, designed this vehicle. Right. And you're talking about white supremacy and all this stuff. Hey, that's what this guy was about. And then Elon Musk with the crying face emoji, uh, the laughing face emoji, and then the 100 on it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, God, Elon Musk. Like, come on, dude. Keep at these people. Let them know. I was on your side at one point. But I was able to realize I'm still kind of here, but some of the stuff you say is ridiculous. And, and that, and listen. Before we jump off that, that okay. goes to show 100% that these elitists, these liberals, they think you're stupid. They think you are not smart because they're, they're literally saying, telling but they you. May be, they might be stupid. Do you think she knew that? No, that's my point, though. She knows her people 100% don't know it. Okay. So she's, they're going to say, but oh, she yeah. she may not know it. Doesn't matter. If you don't know it, don't talk. She's saying the things that they're hearing. They don't know. They're going to say, yeah, white supremacy. Yeah, this is bad. Fight the power. Go for it. Hey, dumbass, this guy really was a white supremacist. This is actually where it came from. This person who you got you got rid of the car for a vehicle made by somebody, specifically the, the, the beginnings of white supremacy, and she got called out on it. She's not used to doing that, and her people aren't used to thinking. So She's I, an elitist I, and knows these people are stupid. I read an article yesterday. Where there's this woman, she's the heiress to some fortune. I can't remember what it is now. Yeah. But her mom sent her to this liberal school in Massachusetts where it's all women, all female school. And I did a lot of screenshots because I wanted to talk about it at length. But I'll just give you snippets Mm -hmm. to say this, that she came out of that school so woke, so liberal. Yeah. That her mom had to hire a deprogrammer <laughs> at $300 a day. Wow. To work with her daughter. And it took several years to get her broken from the all the brainwashing that was done to her. Wow. And and when you read the article, when you read when you hear her story, and she's telling the story in first person, and she's saying like, "Dude, I you know I'm happy. You know, what I'm trying to say I, I treat everybody well. You know, whatever. I go into this, and 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 she said like the first and she said like, in the begin, there's this ceremony they do where they make all the women cut off all their hair. Yeah, something some, some called chop block or something like that. I can't remember. She said she wasn't down with that, but you know that was her first hint. But as she went on, she realized that, you know, certain classes that she took and 
and the indoctrination that was happening and she didn't even know when it happened but all of a sudden she started believing this and she went from being so happy and so joyous to so depressed and so angry and they, they, the, the instructors even like told them don't even go home stay with us like when Thanksgiving yeah. hey come crash at our place you know whatever the case may be and all I all, I mean it was a very fascinating article but at the end of the article or towards the end of the article the mom was like I lost my daughter we, we were best friends and then by going to the school I, was, I now became the enemy yeah. like I became the oppressor and now she happens to be part of the oppressed and it's like what the heck is happening here Can and she, her mom had to pay $300 a day for years to get her daughter deprogrammed. Now we laugh at that, but it really happened. No, and, I believe it. And, I think and it's so unbelievable. The reason I'm bringing this up is to relate this back to um, uh, Alyssa Milano, and and just that ilk, because we like we'll she'll throw that out there about like I I just I got rid of my Tesla now I'm I'm driving a, a VW, as if Elon Musk is a white supremacist and and she actually believes that he's the oppressor. Only because he bought Twitter and he's allowing people to yeah. actually speak freely. That's the only reason why. Think about that for a second. No, I think about it all the time. That's the only reason why. They're upset that he wants to people to be equally allowed to speak and they're calling it oppression. But, like, I don't understand how stupid these people are. But so many people, like even like if you watch CNN or MSNBC and you hear them talk about it, they, they, are, they look so genuine. So honest when they're saying, like, we can't believe this is happening. Like, he's actually going to let this happen, right? Yeah. And so I say all that going back to the story about this girl. Dude, man, if they were all raised in a, and they were all schooled and this indoctrination is that real where a woman had to pay hundreds of dollars per day to deprogram for years to deprogram her daughter, these guys may be mentally disturbed. And I, I'm saying that almost to the extreme but you get what I'm trying to say yeah, that yeah, there's yeah. something they, they've been rewired in such a way that to us we're looking at them like dude you're crazy and to them they're like what do you mean you're crazy you don't see this yeah and I, and I and I and I and I'm and I'm sort of I'm sort of concerned and that's sort of I am absolutely concerned that all of our higher education has become this and and I'm not even talking about like the the local um Community college or oh, like no, it hundred percent is what it's about. I'm saying yeah. they, they may be, but I'm I'm saying like I'm saying like on the lower level colleges, I'm not even saying they've gotten to that point. But clearly on the higher level colleges where these are the people who are supposed to be part of the rooting class, the Yales, the Harvards, the Columbias, you know, keep it going, that they have created a system that's so refined and so good that people actually walk away with their minds being twisted and yeah. they don't even realize that it's happening. And these are the people who are going to rule this country as we get older. And, they, and they're going to think like it's totally fine. So when we hear people hating on America, who won't celebrate Thanksgiving, who won't celebrate Independence Day, you know, who, who believes in the 1619 Project, you know, CRT, you know, the list goes on and on and on. When we see people who are advocating for this passionately, when we uh, remember uh, for season one, there was a bunch of kids who were talking about... Um, communism and giving up everything and then someone went to them and say you do realize that if you if we went this way you have to give up your car or you have to do whatever yeah. and they were like they couldn't even they didn't even have an ability to respond because to they, that they don't know but my point is that this is the education system that we have we're actually creating a a, a class of people 
who are so demented that they don't even realize when they're spewing nonsense. There's there's a, a, a Tom McDonald song. It's either Sheeple, America, or Brainwash, one of those three. And they talk about it's easy to remove the rights when you don't know the rights to begin with. So when you're not taught them in the schools, you can remove them because you, you don't know what you're fighting for because you're never taught to fight for anything. Like, you never know. You don't know what they are. You, you know, know what you have. You yeah. know what to protect. Right. There's a the, one of the FBI whistleblowers. One of the things he said is that they don't teach you in the FBI um, the legal standard. They don't teach you like what's a what's a crime and what's not a crime. I forgot how you how yeah. you phrased it, but they don't teach you that. So that when you're an FBI guy going out in the field, and let's just say someone reported, "Hey, that guy punched me in the face," you don't go into that knowing was that legal or illegal. You're going into that because it's reported. Yeah. I'm going to assume that is wrong, and I'm going to just do what I'm. And and then the higher ups are the ones who are going to curate what happens with that. And it's like that. This is this is a fundamental problem in the FBI that we are training guys. We're giving them guns. We're giving them badges, but we don't tell them what the law is. And then we tell them, "Hey, go investigate this." This is yeah. this, this this has been happening this is, this is why for you decades get, now. This is why you get attacks on Trump and people because they're being they're told here's the issue. None of it's right or wrong. They've been they've been taught to follow this information, so they're given that information and they follow it. You know, you ever um I saw some this weekend. It was a, an old a clip from an old movie. Um, it's called With Honors. Good movie. They um he asked the, there's a professor in Harvard asking the kids, you know, could the could the president ever become a king? You know, what is it? What's the constitution? Is it good? Is it bad? Could the president become king? X, Y, and Z. And I'm trying to find the full clip, but I cannot. So it's only the back part of it. But I want everyone to listen and see if you can, you know, if you enjoy it or not. Do you have an opinion on this? No. Are you a student in this class? No. Are you a guest? No, I'm a bum. <laughs> there are no bums. There are only the financially challenged. No, I'm a bum. But bear in mind, I'm a Harvard bum. You must be the logical result of an open admissions policy. <laughs> no, sir. My presence here is the logical result of the search for edible garbage. You're here for the garbage. That's right. Colleges produce a lot of garbage. And Harvard produces more than most. <laughs> what wit inspired no doubt by wild turkey you ask for charity pleading that society has failed you and you need help but actually you're quite capable and what you really want is alcoholic bliss I would rather drink rubbing alcohol than listen to you if that's what you mean and according to the 21st Amendment, you can drink anything you want. Simon. Which door do I leave from? At Harvard, we don't end our sentences with prepositions. Well, in that case, which door do I leave from? Asshole. <laughs> what democratic eloquence. You ask the question, sir. Let me answer it. The genius of the Constitution is that it can always be changed. The genius of the Constitution is that it makes no permanent rule other than its faith in the wisdom of ordinary people to govern themselves. Faith in the wisdom of the people 
is exactly what makes the Constitution incomplete and crude. Wow. Crude? No, sir. Our founding parents were pompous, middle-aged white farmers, but they were also great men because they knew one thing that all great men should know, that they didn't know everything. They knew they were going to make mistakes, but they made sure to leave a way to correct them. They didn't think of themselves as leaders. They wanted a government of citizens, not royalty. A government of listeners, not lecturers. A government that could change, not stand still. The president isn't an elected king, no matter how many bombs he can drop, because the crude constitution doesn't trust him. He's a servant of the people. He's a bum. Okay, Mr. Pitcannon? Is that Pitchy? Yeah. Pesci? I wrote it down. I'm going to watch that movie, man. It's an old I, one. It's, it's me, very old. Chills. Just listen to it. But I, I came across the day, and, and he's talking the whole time. The guy's asking people about you know the Constitution and this, and people are trying to answer, and he's talking crap to them. Mm-hmm. And then him and uh, Brandon Fraser and Joe Pesci are talking, and he calls them out, and that's what happens. But yeah, like we talk about this all the time. This this is from the early 90s, this movie. Right. But but he, yeah. he nailed it. I mean, like that is exactly what the Constitution is. I know. You know? That's why I played oh, it. Oh, my goodness. It's an old one with honors. Uh, I'm going to watch it. Hopefully, I can comment comment on it next time we see each other. Uh, Listen, I want to, real quick before we run out of time. Mm -hmm. Did you watch the Dolphins game? Uh, Some of it. Okay, so the first half, it was like fire. It was like, oh my goodness, like this is an unstoppable team, right? Then the left tackle got hurt at the end of the first quarter, the second quarter, at Mm -hmm. the end of the half. Billy, it was a different team once the left tackle got uh, – uh, Tua got sacked, I want to say, three times in a row Tua got sacked. Mm-hmm. First of all, he got sacked going into the halftime, if you remember. This is when he got bent back. And you say, well, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. okay, the left tackle had already been hurt by that time. And then going into the second half – he got sacked three times in a row, and it was like, okay, <laughs> Tua, you're going to sit down. And I was like, the average Joe does not realize how important, like just one player going down and Tua could no longer be upright anymore. That was that blew my mind when I saw that. I mean, it was in real time you saw the difference one player could make. And this is, a, this is not even a... a you know, the flashy player. This yeah. is one that you don't even see. You don't even know what he looks like. You know what I'm saying? You don't even know his name. He went down, and they say, okay, we're pulling two over the rest of the game. If he's, if he's the left tackle, he's a lefty, so I guess the left tackle protects his blind side? Well, no. Listen, if, no, no. The, the right tackle protects his blind side. But the left tackle, it doesn't matter. The, yeah, the yeah. rush was coming right at him. You know what I'm yeah. trying to say? So it was like. No, I know. Cause, you know the left tackle is very important because almost all quarterbacks are right-handed. But if you're blind side, yeah, you're looking this way, I guess. Right. I don't know. Right. But um, I didn't see that. I didn't know that the guy went down. Um, I did see they were doing okay. I saw that that tackle at the end. They they were going back and forth when the red zone. They happened to be on quite a bit because mine was scoring left and right. But um, I mean, yeah, that definitely that definitely could happen a hundred percent. Also, you have a team like uh, my dad. We were watching the the Bills game on Thanksgiving. Josh Allen running around. Now it was a close game, so I get it. They're they're he's rushing. He's doing every everything he can to to you know make a play. But you have a team that's pissed off, that's wrong. Look at Peyton Manning accidentally was tackled. The guy ripped his arm down, popped his neck, ended his career. So you have a team like the uh, Texans who are getting destroyed, blown out, a pissed-off player. 
the wrong hit, two is fragile to begin with. Yeah. It's you know, correct. you got you got to pay attention to that. So they pulled him in the fourth quarter or, or no, middle no, third middle quarter, third, quarter third quarter because they're up by 30 points, so it's no big deal. No, no, no. I'm telling you, they pulled him because they could not stop the rush. He, they, listen, he got sacked one time in the first half, and that sack came after the left tackle got hurt. Yeah. So, I mean, they got four sacks on him once listen, this one I'm, guy I'm not, went down. I'm not saying you're 100% wrong, but they're also have a 30-point lead. If, they're, if the game is tied up, and they're going to it, and, they, and the left tackle comes out. They're not going to pull two off the field. No, this is they're true. They're going to keep playing. No, no, fair so enough. So it's the 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 score the definitely. Yeah, yeah. It was a combination. The score definitely allowed them. I mean, it was thirty to nothing. Even at, if it was thirty to fifteen in the third quarter, they're not going to take two out. Mm-hmm. It was thirty to nothing. Right. So all right, let's even our defense should go the next. Thirty minutes, you know, twenty, uh, 20 minutes without, without giving. Thirty it, points. You know, they yeah. can't get thirty if we points. We can't do you know that. I mean? We deserve to lose. Yeah. Right. So definitely, but I, I definitely see that. But yeah, certain guys. The, but listen, the reason I brought this up is because in real time, I realized the significance of how one lineman yeah. can make a difference in the entire it's, line. What do, they, what do they say? It's the the quarterback, the left tackle who can protect them, the D line who can rush the quarterback, and, and the corner D-D. who can shut them down. Right. You have studs at all three of those positions or four of those positions. It's a good chance you can fill in some good guys around them, and you can really help out your team. So that's, you know, and I guess a right tackle, left tackle for two is blind side. Yeah, you got to protect the guy blind side. I'm saying this wasn't even his blind yeah. side. This was just. What is generally speaking, you got to protect you got, the guy got, on the edge because he's bl- coming hard. The blind side is important because you want to protect your asset. Yeah. Right? You want to make sure that this guy is not going to get hit in a way that yeah, ruins yeah. his career. That's why the blind side. You hit, you snap your neck. Right. What's his name uh, uh, from the Washington Mexican? He's the one that was. That's where the whole blind side came from, the idea of protecting the blind side. Yeah, Joe Theismann. It's because of him and the hit that he took. It's yeah. like, okay, we got to make sure that we have this to protect our asset. But I'm telling you, this was a front, a frontal yeah, yeah. barrage. He was, he saw it coming, and they could not yeah. stop it. They probably realized we're zero and three without, without yeah. um, two. We're yeah. doing okay. Have a, have a seat. We're up by man. thirty points. Let's let's calm this down. Let's not let him tee off on this guy who's clearly breaks when the wind blows. One other thing I want to tell you. Yeah. Tua. They said that they interviewed Tua this week, and Tua said two things. He said. Under McDaniel, two things. Did you hear this in the broadcast? Yeah. Did Ugh, you hear it? I almost threw up. He teaches with love. He's compassionate. No, 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 he allows no. him to. Oh, God, no, no, no. I turned the TV no, off. No, no, I put that to the side. I put that to the side. This is, I almost texted you. Like, are you listening to this crap? <laughs> I'm going to throw up. This is more important. All right. This is this year. Now, think about his success that he's had all through his uh, football career, yeah. including what he had in Alabama, and he said that this is the first time this year where he actually throws the ball without the receiver oh, being open. Yeah, his anticipation. Yeah. The first time he's learned to anticipate the throw. And the second I heard thing, that. And the second thing that I heard that caught my attention was that this is the first time that he recognized how important the accuracy of his dropbacks are. Like it was a three-step drop. Yeah, but a it was the one. Drop? It was it was Waddle went across Waddle or or Hill went across the middle. The ball fell about two yards in front of him, and the guy he was like, "Listen, he's been working on his dropbacks. He has to understand three-step drop back to a five and out. The ball's got to be here. If he goes four steps, it falls a foot short. He's realizing his dropbacks have to match with the routes. He's realizing the anticipation of getting a guy open. But I mean, listen, think, but think about how much success that he's had to this point. And this is n- and Re- now he's learning these things. It reaffirms that college they, they they're not good. A, a quarterback, a skilled player in the SEC or or, or a top tier co- uh, 
team does not play anybody. They can almost always rely on athletic ability first, and when they get to the NFL, they almost always fail or become they took a long time to get going or they're out or they're a backup. They they have no skill in what to do to be a quarterback. So this would you say the same thing about uh, Josh Allen? Kind of Josh Allen, he I think I told you a while back he has this laser machine that points where his arm is supposed to go. He had no he has he had very poor accuracy coming out of college. And I have a video of Troy Aikman talking about how Sam Darnold's going to be the guy. You can't teach accuracy. Josh Allen will be good, but he ain't going to be much. And flip-flop that whole that whole right. draft, Allen's by far and away the best quarterback in that class. Right. But he's he relied on talent first. He was throwing hard, not touch, not mechanically sound. So he's been going through that to where now he's got something that measures his thing. And he's a very accurate passer now. And Tua, he probably had it. Didn't really, wasn't a, again, I've said it a hundred times, came in with no training camp, was taken out every time something happened for Fitzpatrick. The second year, the coach didn't want him, so he was trying to, he was battling him. This is the first time he's had a full training camp with an offensive-minded coach, with someone who's trying to coach him, and you can see him taking a huge leap forward. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They Coaching matters in the NFL. It's not the NBA where you got two or three stud players, you'll be okay. You need to teach guys how to operate, especially skill positions, especially a quarterback. If your guy doesn't realize 10 feet is 10 feet, but if you drop back five to six, you're going to be a foot short, that's a problem. But doesn't that, but it does, it, so let me ask you, surprise or not surprised by those two admissions? No, not surprised. Okay. Because college is just the, but, the but listen, best, the best this, can do it. This is fourth year, right? I think it's his third year. Third? Came in in COVID, no training camp. No, again with Tua, with Tua, one hundred percent. No, I, I don't. I, I'm not shocked by it. He came in with no training camp and a coach that didn't trust him. The second year had a training camp, but the coach didn't like him. Was doing everything to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. And no matter how professional you are, when it's reported constantly, your coach doesn't want you. He wants he wants Watson. They wanted to trade for this guy, trade it for that Brady, guy. Like the owner, you're Tom not going to be yeah. confident in what you're doing. Then you get a guy who's like, listen. I'm your guy. You're my guy. Let's work on this. And then all of a sudden, little things happen where he's not just saying things. He's actually doing things. And you think, this guy's not blowing smoke on my ass. This guy's actually saying, I'm going to do X and doing X. Did you, did you hear? And you give a little, you know, puff your chest out a little bit and you're ready to go. Did you hear what McDaniel, McDaniel had to do to bring him up? Like he was in the pits. He had to cut up, I think he said 700 um, instant, uh, yeah. 700 occurrences of him throwing the ball. Yeah. And put and compile them together and and had him sit down and had him watch it. And and he had to do that for him to build his confidence back up to say, "Hey, listen, you are good. You do listen, belong I here." Listen, I believe it. Again, 2 years of of one year every time it got even remotely difficult, you were benched. You were benched, right. The second year, you know your guy wants you out. There's infighting. He's publicly saying he's not my guy. I don't, again, I don't care who you are. You're still a young professional athlete. You've been young. You, your whole life. Very you've been, young. You've been told you're the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. And then you get here. No, you suck. I want you out of here. That goes against everything I've ever been told. Yeah, we'll see the NFL. You got to be good here. You suck. I'm going to try to trade you. Who's going to be able to function? That you're, no matter how much money they make, they are human beings. Okay, well, listen. What you just said, everything you just said kind of contradicted what you said earlier about I, just, I wanted to call you up and ask you, will you listen to this garbage? Listen, you can get your point across. Show all the videos, yo, bro, you're good. Uh-huh. When when it's when it's phrased, 
by the liberal announcer that it's coddling and love. We're oh, all kumbaya okay, okay, crap. Got it, got it. Shut your face. They, they went overboard with That's it. That's why you're not they, in the NFL right, anymore. Right, they you're went, soft ass. They went overboard with it. That's yeah. what you're trying to say. It's not love. It's okay. like, bro, you need to you need your confidence up. Right. Look at this. You don't suck, bro. You won a championship. You battled um Tua or uh, you battled Burrow in college. One of the uh, best hurts, games hurts. ever. Oh, Burrow's right. Yeah. Right. Here you are you now. You took Jalen Hurts per- yeah, like, on a championship dude, game. Dude, you're not bad. Yeah, exactly. You're not bad. You, exactly. you had you had two of the worst years. But a, a on par years for Miami and their quarterbacks, they screwed you. Let's start. This is year one now. Let's see what happens. Right. Hey, again, he was. I've been told all this crap before. But okay, well, here's a video. Well, he said I was going to be good. Then he showed. All right, maybe he's doing. We're going to do this. Okay, he said that, and we did this. Holy crap! He's saying what he's doing. I can actually believe in this guy. So I'm going to listen to you tell me, don't drop back six yards and just gun it. Make sure you are solid five, arm out, throw it, mm-hmm. and you listen because so far what he's saying makes sense to you. Yeah, I man, that kind of stuff happens. These guys get in their head. They've been told their whole life they're the greatest, and they're told they're not. They don't know how to adjust. And they got to be, you know, they got to be, I don't know, the brain's got to be adjusted a little bit. How confident are you in, um, what, what's up with Von Miller? I think his knee, he's out. I'm not sure. If he, he needs surgery. It's either going to try to rest it. Surgery? That means he's done. It, no, they're either going to try to rest it and he's going to play and get surgery after the season or he's going to realize he's going to get a little worse than we thought it is. Um, after the rest, it's still torn. It's still messed up. Get surgery now. So they're going to try to see if it heals itself and he can go out and do his thing. So how confident are you in your defense? Very confident. Even without Von Miller? It's one guy. I, I just told you <laughs> one guy – Totally derailed the offensive line. He's one guy. Okay. He's a very, he's a very, you put two guys on him, right. which frees up Someone another else, guy. Right. But they have Ed Oliver, they have uh, Settle, they've got Phillips, they've got guys who are going in there getting sacks, getting the job done. They've got great linebackers. On top of that, how, though. How are they stopping the run? Um, hit or miss. I, I, they, I, held, I they held Chubb to 19 yards um, against Cleveland. Right, but who they play uh, Thursday? The, uh, Detroit, Detroit ran all over them. They did some. They had some right, good right. rushes. Yeah. Okay. So I remember that. Game. No, the rush. The rush is going to be there. They're not built to stop the rush. They're built to stop Kansas City. Okay. That's me, the only team they're built to stop. I understand. But listen, let me tell you something. So I watched that the Dallas game. I watched the Philadelphia game, and and I didn't even get a chance to watch the San Francisco game. But I'm from what I'm hearing, San Francisco's like you know kicking butt and taking names. Yeah, they're they're I, the strongest I, team I, in the I, NFC. I, right I'm now. telling you right now. That what those three teams have in common is that they can run the ball. I mean, they can run the ball. Philadelphia, the first half was all Jalen Hurts. The second half was all, uh, I can't even remember the running back's name. I, I don't know if it was Brooks. I think it was the other guy, not Brooks, but somebody else. But both of them were able to run at, at, at will. Yeah. And I'm just telling you, man, that I, I'm, I, I saw a different brand of football watching Dallas and Philadelphia play, and I'm assuming San Francisco, I'm going to see them next week against the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Yo, a running team can really, a running team that can pass, yeah, can really be dangerous in the playoffs where, like, you like you can't be coming in there thinking that, you know, you you got all the talent because they can put you, they can humble you very quickly. No, I agree 100%. I'm trying to see here scoring, defense, rushing. They, they never show. In terms of rank? Defensive stats. I'm trying to see defensive stats. Let me see if I can help you out real quick. I'm on ESPN, but all, like all these things, they always give different stuff. But at one point, Buffalo was number one in passing, number three in rushing, overall number one. And then last week, they were like, there wasn't the same thing. 
So I'm just trying to see like um, their rush yards per game, their defensive per game, all this stuff. View all team stats. But listen, I, running running does does concern me about Buffalo. But if you can go out and put up a quick 14, 17 points, the other team can't run anymore. They're gonna they're gonna waste clock and try to get back in the game. And as long as you continue to score, again, it's all the what ifs. But if you continue to score, you can't just keep running the ball. You're gonna waste time, and the Buffalo can go down and score again quickly and get more points on it. And your only thing is to run. You're gonna waste more time. You're gonna take you out of the run game, and that's how they're built. They're built to take teams out of the run game by scoring quick defense. Is more pass rush because you're going to fight your way back into the game by passing the ball. So defense is set up to tee off on the quarterback. All that is predicated on them having to score quick first and a lot of points. That's what they're so, there to so do. So the assumption is that you're going to play against a team that's whose defense is weak. Yeah, Kansas City. Right, but that's that's the AFC. I'm talking about the Super Bowl. I'm telling you that San Francisco, any one of those three teams I just named. The issue with San Francisco is. Is defensively they can they can they can stand they can handle themselves one hundred percent. They're by far the best defense in the league. Right. It's going to come down to if it gets out away from them, are they going to let Garoppolo try to get back in the game? They almost never do. Mm-hmm. It's it's why they didn't make it last year. They uh, uh, a year before when they won against they lost to in the Super Bowl against Kansas City. There were a few plays where Garoppolo was allowed to throw the ball, but everybody can see you've got to do more than handoffs and five-yard dump-offs. But they either he was checking down to the worst throws ever or they were not giving him plays where why isn't there guys down the field when you've got to move down the field? Which my our, most people's guess is it's a lack of trust in him because the next year they try to get Trey Lance. And it didn't work. And now you're back in the same position. Well, doing we, don't, the we, same... Don't know, we don't know if it didn't work. He it didn't hurt. work. He got hurt. <laughs> Look at what they're at now. They right. are moving the ball. He's throwing a bunch of touchdowns. Their defense is great. They, they're keeping him. He's doing a little more. Statistically, he's doing more this year than he has before. So either they're letting him go a little more or he realizes they tried to come in because I wasn't doing enough. Well, screw this. Let's go. Balls to the wall. Right. And see what happens. Right. Maybe next time I'll, I'll find the Bills stats, but I don't know their, like their defense. They, they don't allow too many defensive yard uh, rush yards because why stats lie you can't talk about stats in the NFL when you're blowing a team out they have to pass to get back they're in the game right. they're not going to run the ball so the run looks great you know okay. but anyway it's very interesting i'm yeah. very this whole football season is shaping up to be like going to the end like yeah. this, this push for the playoff is looking really really interesting right yeah. now look and here's what's funny i just throw this about the dolphins as good as they look right now, it can all fall apart starting next week. Of course, because the next few games are are they're not playing. There's no there's no sleepwalking here. You're gonna either come with it, you're gonna say, or you're gonna be put put in your place. Yeah. So I'm very interested to see what happens come, moving forward. This, the old man likes to say it every year. You start finding out who's what, who's where in after December, Thanksgiving. After Thanksgiving, after Thanksgiving, you find out who's gonna separate themselves, who's doing what. Right. Is it a fluke or the catching? You know, heat of the right like. But look at Washington, four straight wins, five straight wins now. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they're catching at the right time. Look at um, who is it? It was it uh, the Bengals. No, it was somebody. This uh, maybe Titans. Some there's, there's another team. I can't remember who it was. They're getting all their players back about this time. They're starting to come back here and there, little injured guys. So they're starting to gel again. Hmm. It's going to be the, are the teams who've been good all season? Can they sustain it? The teams who are going up and down. Can they fix their mistakes and hit a stride? All that stuff. And you usually see that after the midseason break, after you know, nine, ten games in the bag, what do you have? What teams to make a push? Who's gonna sustain it? Who's gonna be right there? With with Miami, most of their teams 
most of their hard games are going to be in cold weather. Yeah, I know. So this is where you're going to be the like, bu- okay. The Buffalo, the my, uh, Buffalo against the Jets and against Miami at home will be very, very big because right – Tuesday, Buffalo or Thursday, Buffalo was second in the conference, first in the division. Yesterday, they're fifth in the conference, third, second in the division because losing to Miami, bouncing back and forth. I wanted so badly for the Jets to lose yesterday. I wanted very much for the uh, Bears to win because I don't mind Trevor Seaman. I think he's good. But I wanted to see Mike White come in there and go crazy, and he did. So I was like, damn, I'm rooting for a team I need to lose, but I want to see. Why did you want to see him go crazy? The second, he's a third third string guy, written off. So, so the he's, underdog, he's better than their quarterback. Okay. A few games he's played, had one bad right. game, right. but a few games he's played, he's shown he can throw a better pass, make better decisions. But the moment got away from him at least one of those games. Mm-hmm. I, I don't particularly so, think so, Zach Wilson's that good. But I'm saying you're rooting for the underdog. That's why you wanted him to see. Yeah, I want to see a guy okay. get in there and do his thing. But and I want and I wanted to see Trevor Simeon win because all these people love to talk about how great Justin Fields is. Look what he's doing, look what he's doing. Your team's three and eight. You're not you're your second or third worst team in the NFL. So we can run the ball three hundred a uh, uh, total of a three hundred yards per game with hundred and fifty rush, hundred and fifty pass. You're three and eight. That doesn't win in the NFL. I'm no matter how cool you think it is, it's not, but you don't win either. So that kind of stuff bothers me. So I wanted to see them win and say, listen, you got to pass the ball. But it was pouring down rain. Simeon was hurt. They were going to play Nathan Peterman, who's the worst quarterback in NFL history, off the practice, signed on the practice squad the day before because in warm-ups on game day, Simeon got hurt. So your backup got hurt. So your practice guy, practice squad guy was in the start who signed yesterday, mm-hmm. who's thrown more. He, he probably has more interceptions than completed passes in the NFL. That's how bad he is. Wow. And then David Montgomery was your third, your third string running back, your third string quarterback, your running back. So you Bears had it rough yesterday. Yeah. But no, man, I'm I, I'm always worried. I'm not, I'm never worried about Kansas City, but I'm always concerned about Kansas City in the playoffs at Arrowhead, which Buffalo always seems to go to because they did well in the season. They have to they, coming to Buffalo will be a big deal. But then they they beat them, so you're you're out of first place. You've already beat the team you need to beat. But you can't be the Dolphins, you can't be the Jets, so you're now in second place. Even if you go all the way through, you finish second because you couldn't beat these two teams? Are you kidding me? Listen, you say that, but if the Dolphins beat Buffalo in Buffalo in the cold weather, then it can't be no longer you couldn't beat them. I mean, you're going to have to say, like, okay, maybe I underestimated the Dolphins. No, they're going to have to beat them in the playoffs. That's it. All like as a Bills fan, I get it. I want Buffalo to do well. I want them to get the first seed the week off in Buffalo, 100%. But as a Bills fan, get to the playoffs. There's nobody in the AFC that I see if on, again, any given Sunday, mm-hmm. got to preface that, but pound for pound, Buffalo will beat anybody in there if they're on their game. Buff, problem is, Buffalo is never on their game. Their first drive is always their worst drive. They always find a way to screw it up. Josh Allen's in his head. Interception again, I think the sixth time in the red zone where he didn't throw it at red zone interception for like two years. Now he's like six so far this season. Right. Got to stop, hand the ball off, bad coaching, bad decision making. Need to, need, need to be a little more into the game as a whole team as opposed to let me do everything. That, that stuff bothers me. But no, when you get to the playoffs, if Miami beats Buffalo, then I say, okay, I might have been wrong on Miami. But listen, I'm not saying that you are. I'm just saying that what I'm seeing from the from the from the Miami offense is that because of the species that we have, everyone's playing Miami zone. 
Like they will not play Miami man to man. No, that speed is ridiculous. And 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 it's because they're playing Miami zone that Miami's getting all these big numbers. Yeah. You know, because I mean they're just open pockets everywhere. It's like this is embarrassing. Are you serious? You know what I'm saying? So I'm just saying that if Buffalo plays Miami zone and the weather is good enough to throw the ball, you know, I, I, I say it's a push. I say it's a push. The, and but I give the X factor to Buffalo because they have Josh Allen and Josh Allen can run the ball and Miami seems to struggle with running quarterbacks. Well, this is it for Buffalo here. This Thursday, it's at at New England, then at home against the Jets, then at home against Miami. Wow! So bam, this is bam, it. Bam, bam. If they it's if like, they if they sweep yeah. this three and zero, I got no worries. Yeah, if it's they, over. If they even go one, they got to beat the Jet. They got to beat Miami. I want them to beat the Jets also. But you've got to beat Miami because Miami is a team that's not losing. The Jets will find a way. They, they, they're still getting there. They're good, but they could lose. My, the way Miami plays, it's almost as if they can't lose because you can't stop that speed. So Miami is a team you have to beat. Mm-hmm. The 100%. You, you can even lose to New England because New England is two games back. So you yeah. can even lose to them. Right. Exactly. Right. Miami is the one you have to be concerned with, and you have to go in there and win that game. They're the, they're the issue if you cannot get to the playoffs, get to where home field, is because you lost to Miami. That is it. Man, that was a good. We ended it in a very high sports talk. I'm very surprised by that. That's because we were we <laughs> both have good teams to talk about. Yeah, that, first time in, in forever, forever I ten think. years. Yeah, it's it's both have positive <laughs> things to talk about. <laughs> Episode 130, everybody. Follow us on the socials. This full video will be on Rumble. Clips will most likely be out on YouTube and Rumble throughout the week. We have a couple clips out now from last week. Is Trump really unpopular? Go check that out. Um, Have a great day. Hope you had a good Thanksgiving. We'll talk to you again soon. Peace.